Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Good evening, brothers and sisters of the Leaf. Coming to you live once again from the corner of No Hope. It's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club's third annual St. Paddy's Day drinking and chugging beer and then drinking some more drinking extravaganza. For those keeping track, yes, this should be the gang's fourth annual extravaganza, but they got too drunk the first year of the show and they forgot to do it. Imagine that. Anywho, tonight the boys giggle and riddle their way through 2018's Leprechaun Returns. While drinking three types of Guinness beer, all paired with the green and spicy wasabi cigar from Espinosa Premium Cigars. Sounds like we're in store for one hell of a party, folks, so sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. Careful there, Tut. Too much pregame water. Too much. She's drinking water. What's going on around here? It was totally gin. Oh. He's lit. Road, <laughs> He's up. road water. Uh, good to see you, boys. Man. Oh, good to be here. What a week or two in the news it's been since we were here last day, fellas. Yeah. yeah. We learned our president not by, might not be the highly revered man of Christian values we all thought he was. Did we think that? Yeah, we thought that. We've learned that even billionaires seek out deep discounts when shopping for hand jobs at the local Asian massage parlors. Who you doesn't? Don't, you don't become a billionaire by writing checks, am I right? That's right. Uh, Do you find that Groupon for the four of us, or is that... Still searching. I always live by you count the pennies, the dollars take care of themselves. Wise words. Wise words. Um, we found out that the king of pop liked to touch little boys. Who, who saw that coming? I still don't believe that. That was a biased documentary. Uh-huh. Well, I, yeah, his, I agree with you. You're, you're right. His victims were totally biased. <laughs> it's funny how they always. Take, Do you want me to go off on this? Take their own side. Because I'll go off on this. This is how you get me to go off on this. I uh, moving on. I don't want to, to take that. I'm just saying Corey Feldman never never approved of it. And that guy hunts out a dollar like nobody's business. Does he though? Yeah, he does. If he can make a buck, he's doing it. Well, as a wise man just said, <laughs> if you're not counting cents, then you're dollars. That's exactly what he said. 
that makes no sense. I'm sorry, I, al- I also had some road gin tonight. <laughs> that was um, the name of an album by Bushwick Bill of the Ghetto Boys. So I don't make dollars. No, that's, it don't, don't make, make sense. sense. That's, yeah. that's correct. Uh, I also stumbled across yet another cigar podcast ripping us off this week. Oh yeah, it's been busy. It's been a busy week. Uh, but most importantly, the most important story to come across the TNCC news desk. My phone. Uh, Once again, you just didn't stick with it. I was actually thinking we had a desk. (laughs) This is kind of a desk. Uh, Can you put a drawer in here? Could. (laughs) Not going to. uh, I mean, if if money's no object. We'll talk after the show. Uh, The most important story does not involve sex traffickers, sex traffickers, or kitty diddlers like Michael Jackson. It involves one of the most underrated actors of his generation and our wake-up call that we're all just a mesh of tissue and bones and any one of us can exit this big party at any time. Talking about uh, Luke Perry fell victim to a massive stroke last week. And this past Monday, uh, we're recording this uh, a few days later, it was announced that he passed away at the age of 52. Uh, as a sexy high school rebel myself, a lot of parallels were made between Luke Perry and yours truly over the years. Hell, I think the doctor and Yak Boy, you brought it so up several times. There was a chance there for a kind of touching eulogy. And, on the show. And I was on board it, with it. We didn't even make it into the second sentence. Uh, you guys, I think, have mentioned, you know, just some things you noticed between myself and 90210's brooding sideburn poet Dylan McKay here on this very program. I've never made any comparisons whatsoever. Needless to say, this one hits a little too close to home uh, for me, boys. I never wanted to imagine filling up the boot of remembrance for Luke Perry because it would kind of be like filling it up for myself and that would be just offsetting and weird. Uh, But here we are. Uh, Obviously, we have no say in these types of things. Uh, Luke Perry, actually Coy Luther Perry III, was born on October 11th, 1966, in Mansfield, Ohio. I'm a Ohio boy like myself. Another similarity. Mm, after they begin and end. After graduating uh, high school from Fredericktown, Ohio, where he was the high school mascot, Fredericktown Freddy, uh, Luke headed to Hollywood. His first paid gig was as an extra in a Twisted Sister video. Remember the Be, Be Cruel to Your School with Alice yeah. Cooper? And <laughs> He's one of the kids in the classroom. Um... And then shortly after a brief stint on the soap opera Another World, he was cast as the troubled philosophical anti-hero Dylan McKay on Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, despite memorable roles in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Fifth uh-huh. Element, uh-huh. and Eight Seconds, um, it was long. It was his long run on 90210 that would cement his legacy. Uh, Luke once said this in an interview, I'm going to be linked with Dylan McKay until the day I die, but that's actually just fine. I created Dylan McKay. He's mine. Uh, he certainly was. Like I said, Luke Perry was only 50 years young. Um, Luke Perry... 52, cor- correct? What did I say, 51? 50. He was 52. He was 52, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, his career, in my opinion, was the absolute picture-perfect example of untapped potential. Um, I really always have always thought... I couldn't wrap my head around why the guy wasn't put in more things. Um, the doctor can attest to this. When I was uh, a burgeoning young filmmaker, I wrote a, a crime story based in the South, and one of the main characters I wrote for Luke Perry, and I spent maybe a year trying to get this <laughs> script to Luke Perry. Uh, he wasn't doing much. This was post-9210. Um, I tried 
everything uh, a young in underground filmmaker could do to try to get this script uh, that I thought was this this is going to make Lou Perry a fucking movie star, and I still think it would have. But just I just talked to him at a bathroom, slid, did the uh, slide it under the stall. Well, nowadays, I could just go to a convention. He did a lot of not to a no conventions. Like yeah. I, I, it's a lot easier to, and with with social media, that didn't exist back then. We don't want kids sliding things under bathroom stalls, Todd. <laughs> well, not a, not anymore. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think we all saw where that got me. Um, but yeah, I've just always I've always just all jokes aside. Um, you mentioned something when we were talking the other day about it, Mincy. I mean. I think a lot of, of why the response to, to Luke Perry's passing among people our age that watched 90210 is because we started watching it early in high school, all through high school. We stuck with it all through college. And then, yeah, they kinda, it kind of lost some of its luster and steam after the college years. But basically, we followed these characters in high school and college. Well, we were in high school and college. It was an every week thing we did hell it was still running when i graduated college i moved up to canada for a little while that's when it ended and i was you know i was still going to the tv i think it was on mondays at that point every monday night uh, i was going and and i i, I i'm not i'm an unapologetic now to an o fan um same here it, it's a generational thing. And when um, you've watched literally hundreds of hours of these characters uh perry left uh, for a while, early in the college years, went away for a few years, came back um, eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just have a huge investment in these characters and the actors portraying them, and I think that's kind of why it—it it, not only just because he's so he was so damn young, but just because we'd spent so much more time with him. You know, we fill up the the boot of remembrance for actors that we've watched in a couple two-hour movies and really liked. Um, you know, I've spent. We filled out the boot last, I think, for Burt Reynolds. I've spent probably 150 more hours watching Luke Perry on TV than I've in all the Burt Reynolds movies I've seen. I've seen a lot of Burt Reynolds movies. So there's just that there's that investment of you know a big chunk of our lives was spent watching this guy, and I really, truly, honestly, just felt like he could have done a lot more. Um, I know he did wrap his filming on the new Tarantino movie. Um, he has a small role in that uh, so I guess that'll be the last thing we really see him in uh, other than the Riverdale show um, that he was starring on at the time but man mortality's a fickle fucker boys um, I remember as a young when I was in a youngster I was walking away from my dad's houseboat and I watched him ex- get ex- exploded in a car bomb right in front of my eyes I- I dropped dropped to my knees and I'm just you that, know that didn't happen to you that that happened to to Dylan that was Dylan McKay see yeah. it's Mincy would do you have any thoughts about Luke Perry's passing uh, I don't think I can uh, top that that was a uh, uh yeah that was, I think you pretty much said all there is to I was going to start the show a little more lighthearted with some other stuff, but I could see Tug getting fired up about the Michael Jackson thing, so I wanted to just keep... Uh, that was a good move. That was a good move. Yeah, keep going. No, I, I think you... Uh, All in favor of Michael Jackson be a big old pedo? Two? No? Nah, split split the table. Yeah. You know, I've only seen, like, one episode of 90210. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. It's a... Uh, 
I mean, for people that are uh, haven't seen it or any any younger fans that we have that maybe uh, uh, weren't watching a lot of television, um, if you watch it now, it's certainly going to seem a little bit dated uh, compared to what's on TV now, but. It well, really it's, was. It's, it's dated, but it's a pretty accurate. We watch it, and we kind of like look at the those '90s clothes. But I mean, it was, it's a pretty accurate depiction of style-wise, music-wise, like a lot of that time period. It's a it's a cool little snapshot of n- mid '90s, you know, through through the the late '90s. I mean, it's there's some mer- there's some worth there just to kind of like you watch this thing, and you're like, oh wow, like she was hot and she was wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a, a 90s time capsule, but um, what was unique about it at the time when it started, and literally, like you said, it was the whole decade, 90 to 2000, yeah. um, you know, people might find this funny now, but it really was groundbreaking in a way because it was the first show on television that seriously uh, attempted to um, approach themes of, you know, teenagers having sex. Teenagers drinking, racism, teenagers using drugs, real things that teenagers are doing. They didn't depict that in any family in any ties shows. To the first, uh, that w- but in all and all the other stuff that they would do, whether it was Family Ties or Charles in Charge or even even Saved by the Bell, which was on around the same time. Jesse Spano did Speed. Every everything was everything on those shows was very milk and cookies, and it all got wrapped up in, the, in a it with got a bow tie at the end of the episodes. Minutes. They yeah. would actually spend a story arc with with you know a drinking issue or, or anorexia, teenagers having sex, things like things teenagers were really doing. So in that sense, it was kind of groundbreaking, and it certainly was. Uh, I believe the saying is that imitation is the greatest form of flattery, and boy, I mean any. Uh, I mean, there was just one teen show after another on the WB, now the CW network, whether it lasted for a while, like in the 90s, Party of Five, or or the OC in the first part, of, to ones that were on and did six episodes and were off the air. I mean, it was it was imitated uh, far and wide for a while. And, and a lot of that, besides the, the subject matter and the writing, uh, it certainly was the cast. Um, they really gelled... Uh, Perfectly, and another thing that got I think I w- I'm not going to speak for you, but for me too, what got it, guys, you know, kids like us who normally maybe wouldn't watch this, other than everybody was watching and hear about it, they did a really smart thing. They started putting out new episodes in the summers when you were home on summer home break. On summer, yeah. And for kids like me without cable, like that's the only new TV show that came on all summer. So I mean, that was really smart. Um, it was also at a time, uh, again, compared to today, when, I, I know we all remember this, but this was at a time when, man, the first episode came on after Labor Day, and other than like a two-week break at Christmas and maybe one or other week or so, I mean, they did 26, on, 27 yeah. new episodes a year. I mean, it ran like through the whole school year. Yeah. And, uh, and that was an hour show, too. It was an hour show. As Kate pointed out, the the characters on the show were only supposed to be uh, about a year older than us. Uh, obviously, in, in real life, they were several years older, but that was done back in the day. So, um, and specific to Perry, um, I think uh, this is something that I I will say is true about both of us. Um, our rather inexperienced in terms of of life experience, young selves, uh, we I think at times for better or worse, tried to emulate the behavior of uh, the fictional Dylan McKay as played by Perry. Um, I don't think it ever got to crazy heights with me. I think I was able to separate 
myself from him pretty pretty well. Most of the stories you tell me are Dylan McKay stories, apparently. Go on, Mitzi. Uh, no, I just think that that, that was a, you're looking at it, and he's the he's a cool motherfucker. He was the the kind of self destruct. There was a, a romance in his self destruction, and uh, there was the, uh, the chicks loved him. He was a ladies' you magnet. Know, he, and he, he partied. He kept a, a, a one of you know a Bukowski book under the seat of his convertible Porsche. Uh, back in the after, or I think it was mid college, he ran on some real crazy benders where he got into guns, and he was like giving trick or treaters <laughs> whiskey. There's then, a, uh, it's in season five, which is in the mid-90s. He's supposed to only be a sophomore in college, uh, but he's approaching 30 in real life, so that's yeah. what kind of makes it a little laughable. But, but well, we had uh, a lot of those at Sam Houston State. He, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, uh, there's, a, there's a classic meltdown. And again, it happens. It doesn't happen over one episode. It's five, six episodes where he's really hitting rock bottom in terms of substance abuse. But it's just uh, you know one classic after another. And uh, at the time... I mentioned Saved by the Bell. The young Tiffany Amber Thiessen had joined the show, and she took uh, Brenda Walsh when uh, she had already left. Was she something else back in? I mean, I still think she's a good-looking woman now, but was she something back in those days? And Mm -hmm. he apparently can't keep her away, even though all he wants to do is drink and be left alone. Uh, She liked the bad boy. The classic line is: she comes over and she tries to tell him, you know, to calm it down. And he's all, "Here's a beer." There's the door, your choice. And she also said something along she, the lines she stayed, of, "She stayed, by the way." You know, Dylan, getting drunk all the time isn't very cool. And like, if you're, if, if like the 19 year old Cade Mencier and that are like, what? <laughs> Might be in one episode. I, I turned off. Of course it is. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> Idiot! What are you talking about? Um, no, I saw him on uh, <clears throat> the Buffy movie. And then I was, I mean, I, I knew of him, and I was just, I was even a hipster back then. Everybody else was into it, so I was like, nope. Uh, but then what really got me was the uh, Lane Frost. It was the eight seconds. You know what? Uh, uh, that movie didn't do very good. It was, um, But I worked at the movie theater in our small Texas town when that came out. And I can honestly say it stayed for a long run there. Made great money, obviously. We're in the middle yeah. of rodeo country. Though at the end of the credits, they would show when after he was passed away in the movie, they would do. Yeah, it was really people eerie. Would stay there in those seats crying till the lights came up because the cowboys watching the movie didn't want to see him cry, so they sat there <laughs> giving themselves a chance to dry their. I mean, that theater was packed until the lights came up at the end of the credits. Yeah, because I mean, everyone in that movie was bawling their eyes out. Yeah, unless you're familiar with rodeo culture, a lot of people don't realize how big Lane Frost was. He was just huge in that. I mean, yeah. it's like the, you know, like a Dale Earnhardt in NASCAR. And then when he was taken away, uh, or he wasn't taken away, a bull rammed him. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, Luke did a really, really good job. And I was just, that was... That was my eye opener to like I need to slack off this guy because he's got some he's got some skills he w- and that's the one thing that I agree wholeheartedly on. I don't understand why he didn't act more. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Me and my wife we watched the Riverdale series and we 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 like it. Now you ruined it because every time he comes on, all I I can think of is yeah, just popping some buds, <laughs> going down to the coast, <laughs> going to catch some waves, man. I'm Let's sorry. go, Archie. Sometimes I just can't help myself. Uh, well, that's why I couldn't watch it. I, I turned on one episode and he's 
he's leaving the house and he says something like, Arch, I need some space. <laughs> and as Cade said, that, that's, that was Dylan McKay's I'll be back was I need some space. I need some space is his catchphrase. He was always going, he was always leaving some gorgeous babe behind <laughs> Jenny Garth or Tiffany Amber Thiessen yeah. or Doherty to go down to Baja to surf because he needed some space. Cade style. No. Uh, oh, no, that was his style. That was his style. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also was in, uh, real quick, if you get a chance to see it, I saw it, I think in college maybe, but uh, I saw it actually a couple times. He was in a movie called Normal Life with Ashley Judd, where she was kind of this uh, really out there, kind of psychotic uh, chick, but that was back when she was just gorgeous. Yeah. And he was like a cop who she talked into going on this crime spree with her, and uh, he was kind of this straight-laced hu- her, her husband. And he was great in that, too. And it was completely different. He was kind of like this square, you know, yeah. nine-to-five police officer. And he was really good. In he was really good in that. I never saw him give a bad performance. Um, I just wish we'd had about 20 more of them, you know. Uh, or maybe 20 more years of them uh, is the right way to say it. He, he returned to the show pretty quickly. Uh, the, the acting career, I think because of the success of Eight Seconds, he probably left the show because I think that was still... Mid early nineties or something. He but pulled a he pulled a Bruce Willis when Bruce Willis left. Uh, or, you know, he went to go do Die Hard, and you know that was going to be took his, off and took off his thing. Uh, Luke went off to 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 seek you know greener pastures, and it, it just didn't happen. Um, but everyone, uh, I'm not big on. I'm not big on celebrities dying and like actually having any kind of effect on me. I don't know these people and whatever, but like we said, we just had a lot of time invested with this guy. That's what's so weird is that I don't have the time in it, and even I'm bummed about it. But everyone you'd hear unanimously said the exact same stuff. Just the nicest, most humble guy. Uh, multiple stories came out about people meeting him on airplanes when uh, there'd be noisy kids on planes going like three stories came out one of them was from Tom Hanks son Colin Hanks he was on an airplane coming back from Mexico and he said the whole flight from Mexico to LA these two kids were screaming and fighting and he was like about an hour in it was just about to reach the breaking point where everyone in this plane was about to go nuts he's like and all of a sudden this dude came out from behind the first class curtain Blew up these two huge balloons, tied him up, got down on his knee. They were like so, like swords. Gave him and, and presented them to the two kids, and the two kids immediately shut up, and whatever. And everybody started clapping, and the dude did this went back in there. He had a hat and shades on though. And then Colin Hanks says they were in the customs line behind. Him. He's like, he told his wife, he's like, holy shit, that's Luke Perry. And so he said, hey man, he introduced himself, and he's like. What you did with those kids, man? It was about to get crazy back there. He's like, <laughs> I always carry balloons on planes. He's like, it's just, I learned a long time ago. It's, it's, a, you know, just makes it's a lifesaver. And all these other stories came out about him blowing up these balloons on plane. Like he just seemed like a really <laughs> down to earth, uh, humble guy from all accounts, and uh, that just makes it even more painful. Yeah, uh, I remember one airplane ride, and Matthew McConaughey was just going nuts up there in first <laughs> class, and I, I walked up from coach. Blew up a balloon, gave it to Matthew, and he just looked at me, strangled him right in the with eye, it. said, "All right." Uh, at our next break, I'll uh, I'll wait because I want our our viewers to see this too. So I, I've got a, a treat from you. Speaking of Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> um, but anyway, Uh-oh. you know what? Um, 
rest in peace, Luke Perry, taken from us way, way too young. And I agree. Um, I agree. And, yeah, sorry to start the short down note, but, man, it's been on my mind all week, so I'm going to... I thought the show was over. I thought that was it. That's it. No, I'm going to pour... No, I've got a three-hour dissertation on Michael Jackson. So uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I gave two pours to uh, to Mr. Perry. I'm uh, just gonna put this bottle in here. <laughs> did you watch Out Two and Yak Boy? I did. Not religiously. Not religiously. I was. I'm definitely a, making a pour for Luke and Dylan McKay. I was a Dylan McKay fan. So if he wasn't in, it was kind of like I was only like. If this I could just you, fast forward it just to see him, like, yeah. condense the series down, get rid of the other people. They're meaningless to me. Yeah. I just wanted to see him. Wait, wait for that. that. <laughs> We're drinking Guinness tonight. The boot is, uh, just, it's, it's it, actually looks, it actually looks like a little boot with the, the head so big. We'll let it settle. But, um, I, you know, that he was my favorite character on the show, and I was just like, you know... His wily ways, I was, you know, I was kind of like the same thing. I was like... Yeah, maybe it wasn't the wisest thing to do, but that was the one I was emulating. Yeah. Uh, he did. Know that, it's uh, got to be good. That Tiffany joined the cast. Oh, my God. Oh, I might have she's, to. She's uh, on it for a long run. I might have to revisit Dude, this series. There's one scene where she just strips down the underpants and she's jumping to somebody's backyard pool, and I just saw that on a rerun a year or so ago, and I literally had a heart attack. Yeah, she was on it for several years. I'm going to revisit this series. And I, hey. I'm talking at, I mean... Apex hottie, like just yeah. like they didn't. I always the thought Jenny Garth was a good-looking woman, but when she shows up, well, when she when she bought the Peach Pit, that's when she changed it to the Peach Pit After Dark. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, David I need to Silver it now. once told us, "Hey, we've got all six micro brews." That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's they had right. all six worldwide micro brews. That's it. Six. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, let me ask you boys: when I say the words sheer ecstasy. What do you think of? Yak Boy, keep it clean. It's a family program. Sheer ecstasy. Well, you just preface it with Tiffany Amber Thiessen and then come in with sheer ecstasy. Mm. There is no keeping it clean. Tiffany Amber Thiessen dancing on top of a table to Travis Tritt's version of Trouble. Does anybody else do a version of that? Uh, Elvis was the original one. T-R-O-U-B-L-E was an Elvis song? T-R-O-U-B-L-E was an Elvis song. you've done everything. I didn't know that. And I'm sure that somebody else actually did it before Elvis, but... Okay. Well, here's what you should be thinking of immediately when I say the words sheer ecstasy. A personalized gift set now available from our friends over at GroovyGroomsmanGifts.com. GroovyGroomsmanGifts.com. type of narcotic you can buy in Dallas nightclubs. The sheer ecstasy. All right. I don't know anything about that. But I do know... About groovygroomsmangifts.com. This is called Sheer Ecstasy. Look at this. You see it there if you're looking on YouTube. It's got nice engraving on there. Go to our website. No cigar excursion should begin without this standard survival kit. This terrific twosome pulls at the core of smoke necessity with a case that will keep your stogie fresh and a set of shears that will snip to perfection. Doctor, you snipped a few things to imperfection back early in your medical career, didn't you? You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to deliver newborns no. anymore. Yeah. Well, I never was, actually. <laughs> oh, there. That explains some things. Uh, well, regardless, uh, consider kicking off your bachelor party shenanigans with a duo that does it right. Sheer Ecstasy comes with a hand... I'm going to open it up here for you folks at home. A handy stainless steel cigar holder. You see, it's got TNCC engraved on it there. It's also... No jokes. That thing's heavy. 
a <laughs> that is solid cigar cutting shears. It's like brass knuckles. You got that three solid two. Yeah, you three can also use it as a weapon. And uh, it's, I it, mean, we don't. Know. It also actually has the TNCC uh, <laughs> engraved. Yeah, it's got that nice little engraving, engraving on there. there. And a wooden gift box engraved. Oh, jeez, engraved uh, <laughs> uh, with whatever you choose as well. Uh, all for a very reasonable price of fifty four ninety nine. Delivered. Fifty four ninety five delivered. Is that is groovygroomsmansgifts.com. You can personalize the top of the box, the cigar too. What happened there? Uh, it was the groovygroomsmansgifts.com. <laughs> That's what he did. That's he's our logo guy uh, or our lingo. Our yeah, but not no, the, Yeah, even that was like horrible jingle. Uh, I'll give you yeah, one, more, ch- like I'll give one more chance. No, I'm done. Okay, I'll, at the very end. <laughs> um... And if you can't afford to spend fifty four ninety nine on your best friends, maybe you should reconsider getting married. Save up for a few more years until you're more financially sound, and uh, then try it again. Get a little money in the bank. That's first. actually true, because most marriages end in divorce over money issues. Marriage and families ain't cheap. Uh, so prove that you can get married get pri- and get your friends a whole bunch of groovy groovy. Get your priorities in order. Uh, once you figure things out, get a new life plan, get a grasp on your monthly finances, then set the wedding date and get this for all your buddies. I'm going to admit, I've been in quite a few weddings. I've gotten some lousy... I'd say just buy one Gifts. if you like it and fuck this Tony Robbins bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, I'm saying you can keep the scissors. I'm taking the box. The box the is box, yours. The box. <laughs> take the box. Uh, you can take it right now. The box right. is yours. Uh, who wants this? Who wants this tube? Nobody wants to touch us, do they? I got a tube. <laughs> just what have you done with this tube? All right, the scissors, my scissors don't work anymore, so I'm, I'm keeping the scissors, damn it. Um... If you like any of these objects, then you'll love them all in one handsome package. Head on over to, to GroovyGroomsmanGifts.com. GroovyGroomsmanGifts.com. Just terrible. Could you give me a cutter? <laughs> Tonight, boys, we are talking about a movie. Uh-huh. We're talking about a cigar. Uh-huh. And we're talking about three different types of Guinness. Three different types of Guinness? Three. Three different types of Guinness. It is our big third annual. Well, we didn't do it the first year. This is true. So this is our third annual St. Patrick's Day drinking and chugging beer and drinking extravaganza. Yay. I love I love our St. Patty's Day episodes. Yes, you guys ready to party? Speaking of, uh, when you get a moment, I'm gonna def- I want the 200th anniversary one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm taking a tour of the Guinness I, factory. I brought my hat. Oh yeah! As always, every St. Patty's Day, Yak Boy is wearing his lucky St. Patty's Day leprechaun hat. I as, love the TNCC tradition. As the scenes in the movies get steamier, that hat rises and rises. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll get too much out of your hat tonight. Uh, tonight's movie yeah, sadly. doesn't have quite as many uh, uh, things like of that it's nature. I'm sorry I dropped the ball. It's uh, not quite as titillating as I thought it would be. But I'll squeeze your knee a little bit. Maybe that hat will yeah. go up on its own. I'll take it. Uh, so let's we'll, let me introduce a cigar. And then, Yak Boy, you can tell us. Oh, you know what? If you don't mind, tell us about the beer first. The, the very first, the main beer we're drinking tonight. The main beer we are drinking tonight from Guinness. The Foreign Extra Stout, which is, this is, um, basically we'll be drinking a variation of the Guinness Stout. Uh, This one, the... The Extra Stout. The Extra Stout. Isn't there an Extra Stout? 
There's a Guinness Stout, there's Extra Stout, then the Foreign Extra Stout. Most most of the, the Guinness that you normally will drink at places is actually... The majority of them is the Extra Stout. When we go stout. to your pub, O'Brien's Pub, and in, in Irish Pub in downtown Historic Temple, Texas, on tap is the Guinness Stout. Yes. Gotcha. Extra Stout. Extra Stout. Extra stout. The, this one, the Foreign Extra Stout, uh, originally, uh, this is... Um, here in the states, it's seven and a half percent ABV and uh, about around 50 IBUs. So the extra stout here in this instance is from it actually being a little bit stronger alcohol-wise. Uh, was uh, the foreign extra stout was actually started to be produced in the early 1800s for foreign export. Uh, it was a and more heavily hopped than your normal Guinness, uh, uh, and has typically higher alcohol content, which gives it more a little bit more of a bitter taste. The extracts were intended as a natural preservative for the long journeys the beer would take overseas, because everything at the time was being produced there in Ireland. Okay. Uh, but now this, of course, is being produced and distributed from it, Guinness is, is brewed in 50 countries and available in over 120. So this beer perhaps did not actually come from Ireland. No, sadly. No. But this was created in Ireland. This is and this isn't just a, a new variation. This is a very old beer. Originally, uh, it was sold in Asia, Africa, and the Caribbean. Okay. So when it says product of Ireland, that just means that's where it was created. Correct. Okay. Well, it's still Irish. Yes. Nothing more Irish than a Guinness. Right, Doctor? Uh, we would be... Uh, no, I wasn't prepared for that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nothing is more Irish than a Guinness. Okay. I don't know. The foreign one is... Uh, Exeter Flexeter. It says brewed in Ireland. Fee-fi-fo funk. Does, Drink does some extra stout and you're on your way no? to being drunk. <laughs> brewed in Ireland by Guinness and Company, St. James Gate. Oh, maybe we got lucky. Well, there we go. We are VIPs. The 200th is, is as well. Okay. Um, but it's made everywhere. Yes, the, the 200 yeah. is actually... Uh, One factory couldn't possibly keep up demand <laughs> with everybody who wants Guinness. No, they they produce well north of, of over 200 million gallons of beer a year. Good God. I mean, you know, that, that's just a small drop. I mean, any, anyone, anyone could drink that. This reminds me of the guy in Beer Fest. I drink 40 of them a day off the assembly line, I'm the asshole. <laughs> All right, real quick. Uh, this, this we have filled the boot with uh, Guinness Foreign Stout. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Luke Perry off like Dylan McKay would. Do it. Like a man. Yeah, sitting there at the table watching Cade chug that beer. Maybe there's the, the boot. Drinking a lot of beer. Need to take go. your pick. Need to go down to bar. Need some space. Chugging beer's not cool, Cade. That was well done. Actually, that, that was kind of cool. Yeah, because that's not <laughs> that a... That was well done. That's not an easy chugging beer. Matter of fact, that's a horrible chugging He'll beer. He'll go down to Baja when he needs some space. <laughs> when he comes back, he'll be sitting on me face. <laughs> that was for Luke Perry. <laughs> R.I.P., Brother Luke. By the and way, McKay, I'm you live on forever inside of us. The fictional character that he created and tried to run away from for some time would be proud of what I just did. Yes. Correct. You realize the actor died of a stroke. Don't, let's not go there. <laughs> Is anyone's left arm tingly too? 
It wasn't until I just chugged that giant boot of Guinness. Um, okay. Well, the cigar to go with tonight's uh, festivities is a green cigar. We always do a green cigar on St. Patty's Day. This is a box-pressed, as you can tell, uh, green cigar with a dark, uh, natural uh, tobacco cap. It is called the Wasabi. Because that's what you need for an Irish holiday. A wasabi! Jack- Why did you sound Italian when you did that? Did I? You did. <laughs> oh, Wasabi! Oh, Wasabi! All right, I can't do an, an Irish voice, all right? <laughs> Try to do an Irish voice for That a- was my Japanese voice. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Listen, we're doing the wasabi cigar. That's not that hard. You just roll your eyes a little bit, Boyle. It is really hard to find an interesting green cigar. We've yet to find one on the show we actually kind of like. Uh, is this one actually flavored with wasabi? No, it is not. Oh, uh, but so spicy. As you can assume by the 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 title they've given it, the wasabi. I would think we could expect some spice. Wasabi, of course, is a I believe it's a bit, uh, root. It is. Um, that looks nothing like the green paste you end up getting in the place, but it... Which, of course, the green paste that we get is lie. It's all lies. It's all lie, like everything else. It's not real wasabi. I could go for a plate it's of horseradish and mustard cabbage. and flour. Yeah, it's just horseradish mustard and flour. And it's green a green dye. food coloring. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so depressed. I'm, I yeah. gotta go. But uh, it's... it's it, it, Life's not worth it anymore. <laughs> Oh, here we go. You know, I'm the one that just chugged a Guinness. I'm the one that should be sorrowful. Is that a word? Actually, you should be really happy right now. I should have. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good. Wrapper, <laughs> uh, binder, filler, not available. Can't tell you what's in it. Clearly, it's I do not know, wasabi. I do know I did some digging, and the cap, the brown uh, tobacco at the very cap of the cigar is Nicaraguan Habano. That's all I know. I will okay. save price point for last. This is from, uh, we have not done this company before. Um, this is an, from Espinosa. Okay, yeah, Premium see cigars. the uh, La Zona. Um, this is what they had to say on their website. Wasabi is not your grandfather's candela. This medium to medium full cigar provides a spice note throughout, throughout, reminding you it's an Espinosa cigar. The box press Robusto blend manages to hide the candela's grassy notes, showcasing a combination of sweetness and spice that makes the cigar a unique smoking experience. How many times have we heard that on the show? 90 episodes. By the way, welcome, everybody, to Tuesday Night Cigar Club, episode 90. How many times have we done a cigar that they yeah, introduced I mean, as we... not your grandfather's something? Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. At least 10. At yeah. least 10 cigars have advertised, this not... isn't your father's Connecticut. This, this isn't is your, your grandpa's. Uh... I just want to know who trademarked that saying, because they must be rolling in money by oh now. Oh, my God. These aren't your grandfather's I'm balls. All of a sudden, Gene Simmons pops up. <laughs> Yeah, we should probably... Hey, maybe we can beat can him to it. Can you borrow my line Sure. Uh, like I said, this will be our first Espinosa cigar featuring the show. I'm excited. Their green label, Oscuro, and the Mercy Lago with the Bat logo on it were two of my very favorite cigars that I latched onto when I first began smoking premium cigars, you know, over a decade ago now. Um, so I, I am a fan, and I continue. Um, I haven't had anything of theirs in a while, but I those two cigars were what... Uh, early on, what you know, I, I really loved them. So I was about to say, I think I actually had some. Uh, oh, that aroma is nice. Yeah, it's not it, bad it, taste it. either. Boy, that aroma is really nice floating over here. Yeah. Okay, first impressions. Did you get anything on the cold draw? Actually, I did on the cold draw. And here's what's going to be crazy. I did get spice on the cold draw. Uh, it was almost like if it was. 
Maybe it's just the name influencing everything, but there was like a try little not, bit on Try the very, not on the to say back. it tastes like wasabi. No, but there was. It was like a very spice, like right on the very tip of where the, your nostrils open up. Man, this this smells like like fresh cut hay. No, what I tell you, yeah. But when we were doing pictures beforehand, I smelled the wrapper. I'm like, this is pure hay. It's pure hay, and the and the cold draw for me was was hay too. Um, Am I the only one who got pepper on the? I'm, I'm working on limericks. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I know there's definitely <laughs> well, no, pepper. You got a, you no, got a job to do. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, have very, I have very <laughs> strong pepper. I, it is not like wasabi for me. It is like wasabi in the fact that it's hanging in the top of my nose. Yeah, right, right there. Right between right my there. eyes. Yeah. But, um, but it's weird. I'm not getting any of uh, the... I guess that's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it is. It is right there um, but then are we just thinking that because the name of the cigar that's, is that's what I'm saying that's the you know maybe it's that just that mental trick that name association um, I'm getting some woodsiness I'm not getting any grassy uh, or hay or uh, kind of it's a very clean smoking cigar it's clean across the palate I'm getting detecting notes of ahi tuna no <laughs> I'm getting spicy, spicy tuna rolls you doctor Definite uh, peppery uh, spice right off the beginning. Yeah, through the nose. I uh, haven't done a retro hill yet. Okay. Um, so you're getting spice on the on the draw. Absolutely. Okay. Um, definitely through the nose too. Uh, can't really put my finger on anything else. Unlike Michael Jackson. Exeter Flexeter. <laughs> the aroma from the cigar it ain't. What you be smelling is me unwashed taint. <laughs> oh God! I told him to bring as many limericks as he could. That was pretty bad. I, I, I can do better than that. <laughs> Please do. You know what? I'm, I'm just uh, I'm retiring. I uh, don't you dare, Doc. Don't you dare. We got a long show, man. Hang uh, in there, man. Good God! Yes, I get woodsy and earth on the woodsy and earth on the draw, and just nothing but really, really. It's a really light wood, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and the earth isn't overpowering. Uh, man, I'm, I'm, we don't know anything about the inside of this thing. I'm guessing there's some. There's got to be some Nicaraguan tobacco in this. I didn't attempt to do a retro earthy, hail, but just did a little bit there. of one there, and it, it really you get a, a blast of. It's a good. It's not like an overheated pepper. It's almost like. A, go ahead. No, finish your thought because you're probably. On my retro, I was getting a little bit of toast. No, I'm just getting a little bit. Eye-watering spice. Buttered toast? Not buttered toast. No. <laughs> toast with wasabi spread all over it. Toast with some locally made organic jams? Artisanal. Artisanal, local made jams. <laughs> uh, so far, it's not behaving like a, a typical candela. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Eh. Candelas don't. Usually, candelas for me are dry, yeah. a drier smoke, um, not nuances, forget about it. Um, that's why they won't tell us what's in it, because it's not a candela! <laughs> it's spray-painted green. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that could be... Uh, it's like Kermit's dick! Uh, you guys no. let me chug that beer. <laughs> There was really no way to stop you. You just, you just unilaterally, like a good American, grab. Normally, and you're like, "Who wants was, to do it?" You I just thought maybe I, I thought we were gonna pass this that around. Time it's it was me. Just like, I'm Dylan McKay. I'm doing it. 
I think if I would have gone to you guys for the votes for the boot of remembrance, because we usually have to vote majority for the boot, I think I don't think I would have got the votes. Well, I, I, well, I didn't. Th- I figured you'd come up with a motion to rename the boot the boot of McKay. <laughs> I thought we were going to pass. Would you have voted for the boot? <laughs> no, it's called the boot of remembrance. No, no, so, I'm saying would you have voted to do the boot for Luke Perry? Yes. Okay, so then I we, thought we were going to share the boot of McKay. Oh. so his whole his whole soul is in me now. Although you did what McKay would have done. <laughs> Fuck everybody else and do what I want. Everything ends badly, Mincy, otherwise it wouldn't end. His least likable character trait. <laughs> oh, great. My best friend, my best boot. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Camera's over there. Microphones are on. Have fun. I'm out. Going down to Baja. It's going to be a long night. All right. No... We still talk about a movie. We're not over. We can talk about a movie. Look, I've only had two beers. Well, actually four, but who's counting? Apparently you are! <laughs> oh, that was a good one, too. Is that when he was drinking at the wedding and Jim called him on it? No, that's when he left rehab. That was Valerie's line. He goes back, he starts drinking beer, and then he gets some scotch, then he calls his drug dealer all on the same night. Drug dealer played by none other than Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. That's right. Who also appeared in Dylan's Nightmare All Dreams I and Rehab. All I need is some green felt, nine cylindrical spheres, and a cue stick. World's my oyster. There's no better high. You turn over and there's Uncle Rico with a cigarette. Oh, there's a better high, McKay. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah. And McKay looks up from his pool cue and the little guitar kicks in. <laughs> like someone's about to make a bad decision. Yeah, we could go on and on. There was like 30 minutes there where Dylan's new high was going to be from playing competitive pool. But then he just ended up getting nine shit, perfect spheres. Getting shit faced. I think you can YouTube nine perfect spheres and get that speech if you want to. Okay, I will later. Thank you for that. All right. Well, unfortunately, Dylan McKay or Luke Perry never made a Leprechaun movie or a St. Paddy's Day related movie, so we couldn't bring it. We, we are, I do have a Luke Perry movie that we'll do this year though, because if I feel this strongly about his talent, I want to show him it's, off. It's you. not eight seconds, is it? You got, it is not eight seconds. It's the wow, sequel, it Nine Seconds. <laughs> nine Seconds. Wait, he died in He it. died in the first one, right? Yeah, he's not in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you can track it down, there's a late 80s, I think right before 90210 movie called called uh, Terminal Bliss. That was his pre... Where he shows a little bit of McKay as, a, as, a, as playing like, a rich bad boy. Yeah, it's more of a James Dean. He's kind of a... Uh, yeah. I, I saw it back on video in, in, the, in the early days. Um, no, the film we're going to do tonight is Leprechaun Returns. Let's do it. 2018. 2018 Leprechaun movie. This what literally just came out last year. Um, written by Suzanne Keeley, based on the original film characters created by Mark Jones, and directed by Stephen Kostansky, who uh, co-directed a movie we did back on episode 51, The Void. Oh, oh okay. I was thinking that their tie-in was the special effects. Which, that was a practical special effects heavy, I thought really great. We all liked the practical effects in that. Um, and I think pretty quick on here, you're going to see it's... Well, first of all, let me just say this. I did not know going into this, this was a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. Until I started watching it and everybody was on board. When that sci-fi logo, I didn't know it was a sci-fi channel movie. So you I was new. I was immediately like, oh shit, it's going to be that horrible sci-fi movie CGI. But, I was, those fears were put to rest pretty early here. Um, But But they'll resurface. But, yeah, 
They'll resurface. You're wearing the hat. The minute that sci-fi logo comes up, I knew we weren't going to get any boobs in this thing. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the hat off now. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Maybe just raise it a little bit. Just shows a, shows a glimpse. Feel, feel. No, I can't force it. <laughs> if you're feeling it. If you're ever feeling it, you can do it. Oh, I might have gone if I had some of that boot. Uh, but my St. Saint, my Saint Patty's Day spirit was, was definitely kicked down. A, you know what, yeah, boy? That's rich. Exeter for Exeter. Fee like five for flute. Kate was an arsehole and robbed us of the boot. Hey, you said yourself, McKay would have done the same thing. Didn't say I approved. Why do I have to be branded? Give me the boot, Dylan. It's right here. We can fill it up again. <laughs> Everybody can chug a boot. You I don't know how intimidating Jim Walsh can be. I know exactly how intimidating Jim Walsh can be. <laughs> uh, we even started the movie yet? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Leprechaun Returns. Whatever peg I was knocked down by seeing the sci-fi movie and knowing we weren't going to see what? boobs. Uh, here you go, book. I knew we weren't going to see boobs, but when we see the Leprechaun himself Nobody decomposing in glorious practical effects versus uh, the usual brand of crap sci-fi CGI, I got my hopes that went up a little bit. Like, all right, if we're not going to get boobs, we're going to might get some good good effect worked out of now, this thing. Now, was that actually remade for this? Or, I believe so. Because I, I, I was I, almost like, holy crap, they went back and got the original I, footage. No, this shit, That's how true the practical effects were. No. It, I mean, th- th- this was redone. Yeah. This yeah, was totally... I mean, the, it did not look that good in the original. Yeah, the, the first it, one's a low-budget piece of shit. Yeah, what year did the original come out? 93? 93, 93. I think you and I might have saw it in the theater together, Doc. I, I, rem- I remember when it did. Oh, yeah, they did. I saw it in the theater with somebody. I absolutely saw the. I remember losing my virginity while watching it, so it probably was you. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Doc! Everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. It ended badly, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Four-leaf clovers. But as the director of The Void, I would expect nothing less. It looked great. His face is melting off. He falls backwards into this well. It looks really great. Um. And as the little guy melts away and falls backward in dark well, the full-blown credits begin. Uh, thank God he's got his hat, his little buckled shoes. I watched the last film, like two years ago, Leprechaun Origins. Yeah. And it starred Hornswoggle, the little mid, little person wrestler. Caught myself. You didn't use the M word. Uh, and it, they made him into a demon. The Leprechaun didn't do riddles. He didn't have his little clothes. He was He was like a little monster. Yeah, that's not what we want from a leprechaun. So I, I just when I saw his little boots and the hat, I'm like, I think we're we're, we're might be back on terra firma. And the firmer the terra, the better. Leprechaun without riddles, come on, Brad. <laughs> oh, dude, he should have totally been a leprechaun. Really. <laughs> the jaunty little hat, come on, Kelly. How come I'm the only one who can see this guy for who he is? He wants his gold. <laughs> You know what? All my dad was concerned about was gold. And then I watched him get blown to pieces on the fucking docks. They didn't cuss. It was on TV. Why don't you go back to campus and keep building your sorority house? <laughs> well, we then meet Lila. Speaking of sororities, we meet Lila, a young girl traveling cross-country by Greyhound bus. After being woken up by a nightmare of the leprechaun, demanding... I thought it was a nightmare of going across-country on a Greyhound bus. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be a horror movie. Just wake up. Oh my god, I'm on the Greyhound bus. 
Uh, we're not going to get them to sponsor the show anytime soon, are we? <laughs> no. Um, well, she's waking up by she has a nightmare about the leprechaun. Where's me gold? She wakes up. Uh, she snaps to it. She wipes some tears from her eyes and immediately shakes out of it. Selfie time. Snaps a selfie on her cell phone to send Man, to Funstagram. Funstagram. You know, I'm Funstagram. And jumps off the bus at her destination, which is Devil's Lake. You got a problem with Funstagram? No, I have a problem with the whole selfie thing. I mean, I, I immediately when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this sets precedent. Yeah. We'll get to that. They don't do anything without purpose. I get a bad feeling about <laughs> these selfies. Agreed. As she waits for a ride at a desolate convenience store, she's approached by a slow-minded painter named Ozzy, who all of us should have recognized as uh-huh. Mark Hilton. Holton? Holton. Holton. H-O-L-T-O-N. Holton, Mark Holton, I was testing you guys, reprising his role, well, as all of you should know, and then I said it wrong. See, though, what happens is, this is actually a, a real scientific theory, when the same four heavy drinkers who give you the information are the same four heavy drinkers who fact check it, the inconsistencies balance themselves out. It's true, it's a scientific phenomenon. Mark Holton. I wrote a paper about it. I'm hammered and you're not, now who's stupid? Well, what is it they say? You put enough monkeys in a room with a typewriter, they'll give you Shakespeare? That's right. Or at least a decent non to episode. I'm going to need that paper so we can put it up on the website. Mark Holton is playing Ozzy, who pulls up in his paint truck, and he was Ozzy, the yes. slow-minded uh, painter in the original Leprechaun. And if you didn't see Leprechaun, you might have seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Francis. Oh, and Francis. Or uh, Chubbs from Teen Wolf. Chubbs from Teen Wolf. Uh, that's cool, right? That he came back. Yes. I thought that was great. As 20, as he, as 28 years stepped, later. That, that, that kid's 20, got a hell of an arm. 28 years later. 1990, you said? 93. Oh, 93. Okay. Yeah, as soon as he stepped out, I was like, Yeah, I was really, it was really cool to see him. He offers Lila a ride when he realizes she's there to help fix up uh, the old house near Laramore College. But she uh, kindly, rudely declines. Well, she's scared. Oh, hold on, like buddy. There's one other trial. credit. No, it was rude. There's one other credit we're all going to know him from, and I didn't know it until I looked him up and saw it. He's got a one scene in Naked Gun. He's the guy that goes, look, it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. That was him? Yes. The hat goes up. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. He <laughs> goes, yes. That was him? Yeah. Yes. Listen, oh. Kel, this is our hill. These are our beans. <laughs> Man, he... Yeah. I love that line. Okay. Look, it's Enrico Palazzo. Hey, I learned something tonight. Um, so, yeah, I thought she was really rude to him when he offered her a ride and really just kind of... She was, but she was scared. I mean, she was rude because she was scared. All right, well, we're going to disagree on this chick. Until she realizes she, she gets on her app and she calls a taxi that not only is he the town's painter, he's also the only local taxi service. Wait, rude because she was scared? Yes. That explains so much to me. <laughs> Uh, I, all right, I'm going to go and say it. Was this chick highly unlikable right off the bat for you guys as she was me? I liked her. Oh, I thought man. she was cute. I hated I her. her. No, I, I was... I was. Jury's still out at this point. I was like, I was trying... I knew nothing about the character. I was not crazy about the whole selfie thing off the bat. No, but that's she, not going to... That's today's... I, I understand I'm not gonna, that, I'm not, but... Just in general, I thought she was just completely unlikable. I thought she, like, made some crazy... Facial expressions every time she talked. Like, I didn't like her at all. 
Well, you know, like I said, I was. I had I absolutely was, no problem with her. I thought she was kind of authentic. <sighs> yeah, I thought she was completely inauthentic. Like when she'd look at her phone and nobody's around, she'd be like, like she made these weird face, like big time expressions. That Why wouldn't she? Makes. She's having crazy dreams about a leprechaun wanting gold. Right, we'll, we'll get, we'll get I, did, I did not care for her. As she jumps in Ozzy's truck and they drive past the college out into the woods, it's revealed that Lila is Jennifer Aniston's daughter from the first film. I like that connection. Yeah. Um, Ozzy remembers her mother fondly. She was nice to me, he says. And you can also tell on his face, he does great in this. He's oh, so, he actually does. He's so he really does. That, that's a rarity for him. You know, a lot of people make fun of him and stuff. He, he really remembers her. Well, they went through a lot of shit together with that little leprechaun. But he, he it really kind of warms his heart. Turns out her mom died last year and didn't tell Lila about any of the crazy shit that went down with the leprechaun at the very house where Ozzy is taking Lila to help fix up for her sorority, Alpha Epsilon. But that makes sense, he says, as everything is okay there now. We made sure of that. Lila's eyebrows are kind of raised at that cryptic comment, but shouldn't press them further on it. When they arrive at the house her grandfather built, remember Jennifer Aniston's dad built that house for her? Uh, so really, this is kind of Leprechaun 2. It's Leprechaun 2. It's they, like they, they, they don't go to the hood. They don't go to space. Just like the recent Halloween movie. They just yeah. cut everything out. It's exactly like that. But for some reason, we like Ozzy and we like the connections here. We didn't like any of that in Halloween. He's mentioned an old shit. We're like, oh, yeah, this, I love, love this. Uh, apparently. Yeah, but... Maybe yeah, it's because he's actually like really likable in this and we didn't like anybody in Halloween. That is true. I love watching him in it. Like, he is... he. He like sunk right back into those overalls. Well, it was that, that was because it was a. Whereas Halloween, uh, two happens, you know. Well, no, it's supposed to be twenty years. Yeah, no, you're right. It's we like this guy. For some reason, I believed his connection to the original more than I believed any of the new connection to the original. Short of Jamie Lee Curtis. Hate to uh, hate to not give Mark Holton credit, but perhaps he appeared. Uh, better in comparison to his fellow thespians in the movie. Yep. Yes, well, he Doc, had been correct. doing it longer than they had. I was but about I mean, to say, he's yeah. got like 20 years experience on them. Yeah, and, but I mean, when, at the end of this movie, you really, if you, if you had to walk away and say... What does that which, have to do with anything? If you had to walk out of this movie and say... It has something to do with Which it. one of these cast... tricks of the trade, man, After this movie's over, if you, you know, let's break it down to a kid's game. Which one of these cast members is not like the other? <laughs> he's an actor. <laughs> Nobody else in this movie is. Doctor? Agreed. Um, well, it turns out Jennifer Aniston died last year. Didn't tell her anything about what went on here. Uh, when they arrive at the house her grandfather built, Ozzy's focus is centered on that old well where the leprechaun was sent to his cursed doom so many years prior. Well, what was her name? Was it Tori Redding? Was that Jennifer Tori's, Aniston's yes, name? Okay. Yes, correct. He tells uh, Lila that if things go wrong, just look in the basement. And when she, like... What do you mean things go wrong? He just hits the gas and gets gets the hell out I'm of sorry, there. I, act, I actually like that. She goes, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing she actually called him on. He said a bunch of weird stuff. I'm like, what? If shit goes down. Go in the basement. What? Wait, what? Don't call she me. Didn't, uh, she didn't even she pay him. Fucking millennials. No, she paid him with the app. That's how the app works. Yeah. Which... 
No, I no, just Google taxi service. No, it wasn't a pay. It wasn't a pay. You think Ozzy's getting direct? No, payments? he doesn't. He has, a, he has actual, an old school phone. He has a, a the classic Nokia. That he has a Nokia like t- touch phone. He's not getting any direct payments. My dear God, this actress playing Lila is just terrible. Her facial expressions when she delivers her lines, especially when there's no one around to see those facial expressions, it's painful, right, Don? I didn't care for her. I, I really didn't. It's like, uh, man, I think you are way harsh. Uh, my ride too. didn't show up. I kept waiting for there to be something. terrible. I kept waiting for there to be something because it's obviously, you know, she's going to be the lead actress. Something's got a hinge on it, but it just, yeah, I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Which is I weird because The Void, we all like The Void. The Void had some pretty damn good performances. It actually did, yeah. I, even though I didn't like the movie, it had a lot of things going for it. But I'm sorry, I have sat here for three years, and a lot of these movies that we review, I will take anyone in this cast over a lot of them. That is a bold statement, sir. Yes, it is. No, actually, it's not. (laughs) You think she's better than Mad Dog in Bikini Summer? Yes. That's... That's I'm not, sorry, that's not a good than, choice. She's better than anyone in The Sorceress. Oh, whoa, whoa. Delicia, come on. Only because Delicia was, like, smoking hot and had sheer clothing. Well, Look, I wasn't here for that episode, but I turned out I saw that movie. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir, but Goat Boy sold it. Oh, God. I mean, he made, he made Goat Boy his own. Lila should bow down and study <laughs> acting at the feet of Goat I Boy. I couldn't sleep for three days. Oh, that the, thing was so fucking creepy. The hooves of Goat Boy, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Jesus. Beer, uh, yes, please. All right. Uh, all right. So he takes the hell out of there, leaving her alone. Uh, real quick, while I get a, a beer, cigar. Uh, it's, a, it's a little cigar, so I'm going to come back to it a little bit freely. Boy, that spice isn't letting up. Mm-mm. No, and it has actually rendered the beer almost tasteless. <laughs> it got, it, I, mean, I, I took, actually haven't asked you guys about the beer. I, I took a sip like of it. Beer? Um, okay, so the foreign style is... Do you want a, the foreign style? You've only had one. You probably should... Yeah. Please. The foreign style, you can actually, you can definitely tell the stronger alcohol content makes it strong. I, I'll, yeah, be, I'll like, be absolutely unbiased. No, I am biased. Guinness is my favorite beer, hands down. You love it. You always have. Uh, so I compare that to the benchmark. Uh, the foreign style, it's got higher, more, more higher alcohol content. It's got a bit more bite to it. It's a bit more bitter. Um, it's more of that classic stout. It's not exactly like a coffee stout, but it's a bitter stout. If anything, a, I think it's a little more chocolatey. Uh, yeah. Just barely, man. Just barely. Then regular again. I think it's yeah. a little more it's like a dark chocolate, like a bitter it's, chocolate. It's, yeah. Yes. It's And it's definitely chocolate compared to the 200th edition. The 200th edition tones down that bitterness. It's a bit more smooth of a drink. Uh, but it's kind of like, a, you know, if you go with your Guinness stout, is your cream stout. Your foreign stout's over, way over there on the bitter side. That 200th is right there in the middle of it. So you're liking the 200? Had you had 200? the 200? I haven't had the foreign, and I haven't had the 200. Okay. Uh, I actually like the foreign. I like that bit, that bitter chocolate. It's got a bite. I like it. that bitter chocolate bite in the front end of the, yes. of, the of the foreign. It's nice. I like Tut. I'm. Who doesn't like a good Guinness? I mean, come on. Um, but you know what? Where you can drink just... Guinness for days at the pub. Yeah, I don't think you're drinking that which, for days. Which we have. I'm not drinking this for days. Um, it's just a little too much, uh, but I but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't think I think it's actually standing pretty good. The the foreign stout with the spice on the cigar. Uh, I'm, I think I'm kind of agreeing with Mincy. It, it's it 
doesn't, and maybe it's just my my preference for the cream style of Guinness Extra Stout. There's not a lot of flavor that's really kind of going through. I'm tasting most of my flavors coming off of the cigar versus... Take a good puff or two on the stogie and then have a sip of the beer and see if you get it. I mean, it doesn't... They don't disagree with each other. <coughs> what are you getting on the cigar, Ty? Uh The cigar, I, you're right. The spice is there. It's not letting up. And especially once you hit that two... Th- uh, not two-thirds, the one-third mark. No. Yeah, one-third into the cigar. Yeah. Uh, the spice even picks up a little bit more. Uh, it's not heavy. It's not. I mean, it's not like a just blast your face off, but it's there. It's like, I it it makes itself known. Yeah, it's uh, not still hovering right between my eyes like that first third. What well, I'm just now with you getting to the second third. But I'm man, still getting a. I'm still getting some weird breadiness uh, on the draw. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or just at least on the palate, especially when it lingers. Like it's, the band bread from the seventies. No, not not as hairy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Doc? You liking it? Stogie or beer? Both. Uh, I like them both. Um, I I like the Stogie. You're right. The, the pepper's not going away. I, I appreciate the consistency. I had to relight it once, but I think it was because I was blabbing a little bit. Yeah, uh, me, too. me too. It was definitely drawing good. Uh, nice aroma. Um, there's no, like I said, there's no disagreement. I just noticed that when I took a couple of big puffs off the Stogie and then went for a sip of the beer that... Uh, some of the flavor that I was getting out of the beer initially when I first had a few sips just wasn't there. Okay. See, well, that, I, I guess this. maybe my mind's just telling me because I usually don't get a lot of flavor from Guinness. It's just got that singular Guinness profile that I'm not really missing much. Like, right. I don't think like it's stealing much because I, you know, I think it's dark chocolate and Guinness. Exeter Flexeter, Fee Fi Fo Fung. Sounds like there's been too many things on the tip of the doctor's tongue. <laughs> I gave him marching orders. <laughs> don't you hold back, Doc. Okay, well, I'll come back to it. Um, I am liking the cigar, dude. Usually I check out on a Candela by by the first third. I'm like, you know, I know what this is, and I, I, I'm i not really a fan. Well, I mean, the spice, is it, like I said, it, it, that's readily there. But like, you know, Tut said, it, I was like, I can't figure out if, for myself, is it bread? But, I mean, that, that hay. Yeah, it is coming back to a, like, uh, is, is very... Prominent for me, which like is a candela. Which is a candela. I mean, but it just mixed with that spiciness. I was like, I don't know what else it's making. Is, is it bread flavor? Is it what's? I, I, what's I'm seriously. Like, for me, it's honestly it's earthiness. I'm. It's the spice for me, and it's the earthiness on the draw. It is. It is kind of a. Man, there's even a little bit of mineral component there. I'm not getting bread, but I'm getting earth and mineral, yeah. which makes me think there's some Nicaraguan filler in it. Um, and then it just it just keeps getting just just bounce back and forth that spice. I'm, I'm kind of liking it. Is anybody else having a dry palate when it rests? To me, it is a dry. It, it's it's a bit of a dry cigar. Not like most Candelas. Most Candelas dry out my throat. A little C- bit, It could have yes. been that. See, this is like yeah. right here dry. I might not, my throat might not be dried out from that <laughs> giant boot of beer I drink. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Uh, thanks, Dylan. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, when in Rome. Ton, when in Rome. <laughs> By the way, can you, uh, before we get going, can you hit me uh, an extra stout? See, now you're going to the third beer of the evening. Yeah, I'm going straight down the tour of the Guinness factory. All right. Well, you know what? Whichever one you say pairs best, I'll go next. If I ever get to Ireland, I'm just going to have my wife drop me off at the gates. And And fly back to the States and leave you there. Just leave me there. (laughs) I think you'll be coming home alone. uh, Hey, Dylan and and Kelly went to Paris, and she, she came home alone. 
I will have my cowboy hat That's on, right. a pair of cutoff sleeves, and say, "I'm here, y'all." Yeah, uh, she 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 let Dylan have his fun in Europe while she just came back and was like, "Yeah." But he found a little hot model in a cafe somewhere. Uh, well, fortunately, my wife's not going to have to worry about that. I will actually be in the Guinness factory until they get with cutoffs on, and <laughs> yeah. We thought Trump was bad for foreign relations. <laughs> Sir, you can't swim in the they bad of Guinness. Tut yet. <laughs> uh, well, speaking Excuse of me, Mr. Tut, uh, have you seen our new Guinness model, <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Shut up and give me beer. What? No, you heard me. If she's a creature worth, she'll be here in an hour. Bring another round. <laughs> speaking of millennials, like Lila, she's soon welcomed by some of her new sorority sisters, and Katie is eager to tell her they found a sweet... They just found a sweet clover patch behind the house, so they'll may be making tons of clover juice. Oh, Lila's so relieved. I love clover juice. I'm so over kale. What? Yeah. yeah what? They're, 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 college kids are drinking clover juice now. Is that real? Well, at least they didn't the reference show? kale chips. I realize this was probably written as a joke, but it just made me want that little green fucker to pop out of that well with his little boots and bite all their heads off immediately. There uh, were... I'm just going to kill all of you. I didn't care about my gold. <laughs> I don't care about the gold anymore. <laughs> I can't spend the next years listening to you from my well. There were a lot of situations where I thought there was a joke that they really thought was going to be funny and just it just fell flat. Correct. Uh, one of those, one of the girls, Rosie, has gone all Ed Begley Jr., as they say, and is rigging the house with solar power and preparing the well where the leprechaun is for water usage. Uh-oh, that can't be good with him down there. Is there any way in hell 18, 19-year-old girls in a 2018 would know who Ed Begley Jr. is? Well, no. they are, as we, we will barely learn, know who he is. We will learn that they are incredibly, extremely environmentally conscious. They still wouldn't know who Ed Begley Jr. is, and I just heard a 40-year-old screenwriter drop into the movie. They're never going to reference I'm going to agree with this one. Ed Begley. I'm going to agree with this one. his last screen credit? Trapper John M.D. in the 80s? Like, how would they even... No, they're because they're referencing his... Yes, his shit he did in the 90s for no. the environment. No, he's got his, like, he... Yes, but that's... We know him. They wouldn't know that. No, he's got his own cleaning products. Oh, does he? Yeah. He's got, like, a whole slew of things where he's Mr. Environment. Not just, like, the movie I stuff. actually used some Ed Begley Jr. disinfectant wipes in the kitchen earlier tonight. I'm, I should have known that. Exeter Flexeter. fee fi fo flatch The girls should have spread their legs and showed their own clover patch. That's the last one. So. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were going to run that with gash, and I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I just, I just, I, I, I ruined it because I said what well, yeah, I didn't I, know I was going to make say. the hat go up because I thought it was good. Now I got to leave it where it is. Could, could you redo that with gash? No, it's too late. To, I think you should ruined lower it. the hat one. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, there's no power. There's no internet. There's no cell for cell service out here. There's yes, no I like, but I do like that one thing. There's no, there's no internet. Uh, oh, there's also no possible chance of investment in central characters. No, nothing on Lilo's arrival. I'm waiting because, like we say, you know, if you don't care, you can't scare. I don't care so far. Do you boys? Well, Tut did. You like these girls? Uh, no, I liked Lila. Uh, I hate the techie uh, Rose. Rosie. Uh, she was just 
so flat and annoying right off the bat. Did you like she Katie? Always stayed there. Uh, which one was she? The African American. I liked her. Okay. Uh, she was okay. I, I really. She was probably my favorite of them. She was the nicest to Lila. Uh, it was. And she just. She seemed fun, nice. I hated the I hated the female Dylan chick. You know, it was just. All right, we'll get to her. we'll get to Meredith in a minute. Well, the girls head into the house, and the soon blonde party girl Meredith, thought you mentioned her, arrives with beer, pizza, and two dudes named Andy and Matt. Nah. Rosie isn't feeling these boys being there, getting in the way of all the work that needs to be done. But Meredith assures her they can be quote. Socially conscious and shit-faced at the same time. These things aren't mutually exclusive. A case style. Okay, maybe I like Meredith a little. I said I didn't like anybody. Maybe I like this Meredith chick a little bit. She, she had piqued my interest at this point. A little bit. Hey, the hat maybe? No. Not yet. Can't force it. Can't force it. Uh... Is there a pill we can give you to where that hat gradually gets up and stays up for about is it four a little hours? Gr- is it a little green pill? <laughs> it's called the green chew. <laughs> we uh, we saw Ozzy drop his phone when he was helping the non-tipping and non-paying Lila with her bags earlier. So he turns around begrudgingly and returns to get his phone. When he's back outside, he hears some leprechaun giggling coming from the well. He don't like it. And when he approaches it with a protective four-leaf clover... That's poison to leprechauns. His truck is plastered with these four-leaf clovers. When he approaches it, uh, all of a sudden a fountain of bright green water shoots out of the well, sending him flying back, choking, covered in green well water. He speeds away in his truck as fast as he can, but he's physically ill, corking. Maybe it's from those homemade donuts that the convenience store had posters. Do you think of that? No, he eats those every day. I just figured... uh being covered in green well water was a typical Saturday night for Ozzy. <laughs> what else is he going to do? But no, he parks the truck on the side of the dirt road and he runs off into the woods. Uh, Always a good idea. <laughs> where the leprechaun soon bursts out of his stomach. Little black boots first. All right. He's back. I got to tell you, man, that last leprechaun movie where there was no boots, no nothing, it was a little monster. I hated it. I love seeing his little boots come out of Ozzy. Uh... You can't be alive. We killed you 25 years ago. Ozzy somehow says, even though his entire chest cavity and intestines are on the ground. You can't talk when that happens. Well, I, didn't no, I beg to differ. Yeah, well, doctor. The leprechaun sticks doctor, his head out. would he be able to talk well, like, in that situation? The, the leprechaun is sticking out of his stomach like, you know, you know, quad over. <laughs> doctor, would... It was uh, very quad-o-esque. Doctor, we got you here. Would Ozzy be able to say anything once the Alvacon protruded from his chest cavity? Everybody is different, Mr. Cade. It is possible that someone might be able to retain the powers of speech for a brief amount of time. Okay. We found a derelict once behind... I shouldn't go into that. <laughs> You're talking about you and me, not you and some... <laughs> yeah, no, this was not anything to do with any medical science. <laughs> Cade and I sprayed him in green well water. Well, we pissed on him. Doctor, with a leprechaun bursting forth from your stomach, would it? My... God, but you can't imagine the lower intestinal pain one would feel from that. Every nerve-ending, donut-eating fiber in his body was on fire with pain. Do you think Ozzy might ever digest food again normally? I think it's far too early to tell. Agreed. This leprechaun, he can, he can live through this, right? He's not going to kill Ozzy. Oh, uh, Ozzy's dead. Uh, the little green bastard shoves his intestines and guts out of the way and tells Ozzy 
You should have taken better care of your body. It would take better care of you. Sorry, I don't do a leprechaun voice. That's as good as I'm going to get. And then he started doing a series of workout videos. Well, that's eerily the... I can feel the burning, can't you? That's eerily the exact same... Everybody get into downward dog. It's the exact same advice my doctor gave me a couple days ago. (laughs) My God, you should take me... Take care of your body, man. I'll take care of you. Uh, excuse me. You went and saw another doctor? No, uh, it was a... It was a you just said you, the advice your doctor gave you the other day, and no, that no, wasn't no, no. me. He was take, he was it was a nurse practitioner. It's going to my notes. <laughs> Damn it. Wait, is that my permanent file? <laughs> Why do you think I brought this uh, not-quite-manila envelope? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, once Ozzy's dead, the leprechaun admires his reflection in Ozzy's dead eyes. Oh, how handsome I've become. And then he says... Again, I apologize for my leprechaun voice. There once was a lad they thought died. His flesh had, had melted off his whole hide. But he escaped from the well, alive and quite swell, and now he'll be killing in stride. <laughs> he also adds, 25 years? I have a lot of killing to make up for. Foreshadowing. It's going to kill some people. Leprechaun is back. Maybe, I guess. Don't get me wrong, boys. I love me some leprechaun spinning limericks. You know I love it. But something here just seems pandering and way too obvious. Like, the leprechaun was never about just killing, like, Jason or... He wanted his gold, and if someone got in his way, but he wasn't just like, I'm going to go kill some people. Right? Well, am I remembering the leprechaun wrong? If we're going to... No, you're not remembering him wrong, but if we're going to make a parallel between this and Halloween, since it ignores everything from the original film... Yeah. As you and I talked about, I mentioned, after re-watching Halloween, that Myers was never, as you referred to him, after watching the latest uh, incarnation... A Great White a Shark. A Great White Shark. He took his time. He did his stalking. He played cat and mouse. So did Leprechaun. But in this instance, he hasn't gone to space. He hasn't been to the hood twice. In this case, he's been dormant for 25 years. Maybe he's just horny for some killing. A lot of parallels between Halloween and this one, I think. Unintentional. We're the only people on Earth to make them, but... I, I, I yeah, think so. I think so. <laughs> oh, and he also finds a gold coin immediately inside Ozzy's body cavity. I think it was still lodged in Ozzy's colon. Uh, so that makes him happy, getting a piece of his gold back. That was the thing in the first one. Remember, Ozzy accidentally, or maybe personally, ate a gold coin, and that was the one they needed to end the curse, and it was inside his... You remember that scene where Jennifer Aniston was under Ozzy's ass waiting for him to shit it out into her hands? I I don't remember that scene. I don't think they went that far with it, but it was a thing where he ate a gold coin and and that caused some problems getting rid of the leprechaun. Right, Doc? Probably heard that from his other doctor. (laughs) Or maybe that was an episode of Friends. (laughs) Joey dressed up like a leprechaun and he was shitting in Jennifer Aniston's hands. No. Was that a a Friends episode? (laughs) I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Would have been a hell of a show, though. Either way, he pulls up his striped socks, clicks his, little, clicks his little heels, and he's on his way. At least we have a little leprechaun. You got a heel click? It's a leprechaun, man. It's good. Yeah, he got his hands on one gold coin. Now he's all fired up. You know what I can't wait to get my hands on, fellas? What's that? A nice, what? warm Yule log? That's right. You guessed it. Some coffee-infused tobacco cigars. Tobacco Especial cigars are made by the almighty Drew Estate, the same folks who brought you Liga Pravada, Undercrown, Nica Rustica, and more. 
Your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers envelope a Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly infused with Nicaraguan estate-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full-bodied, depending on the wrapper. Its rich tobacco flavors commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness. I'm a fan, and you will be too. Seek them out. That is true. I do like me some tobacco. The coffee infusion works really, really well. It does. Yax, did I use the word commingling correctly? You did. Good. I'm going to write that down. Um, yeah, go get you some. Interesting morning or nighttime smoke, depending if you go the light, lighter shade is great in the morning. Darker shade sometimes is better in the afternoon. Yep. That's what I've found anyway. I've actually handed it to Ginny, and Ginny likes it as well. She likes it as well. Okay. Uh, speaking of cigars, same thing. We're, we're about uh, same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm a little over the halfway point. Yeah, there's not really a lot of tra- transition to it. It's just it's kind of ebbing and flowing uh, in terms of the profile that it's given to you. Like, uh, once you get around to that midway point, it's giving you the same flavors, it's just a lot stronger. Uh, or those flavors are, you know, way more present. For me, the actual uh, retrohale, no spice, has picked has gone back at the halfway point to where it was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, getting that burn in the nose again. I'm still getting that, that mineral and earthiness. I know you guys are getting more of a bready. Um, I'm getting the mineral. The It's, it's far, becoming far more woodsy. But the spice is still prevalent. Doug? Still get all the spice. Uh, exactly what you just said on the retrohale. There's definitely some strength there. Uh, to go back to Tut's comment, um, is it one of those things that's good or bad or that depends on a cigar that it's it's there is no new flavor but it's staying consistent throughout? To me, that's a positive for yeah. me. I, I have actually, real quick, Tut, before you jump in, I switched to the 200th anniversary Guinness um, I actually think the foreign stout stands up to it better. That bitter chocolate bite, I think, goes really well with the spice on the cigar. It's a lot smoother. A lot smoother beer, and and uh, I'm not really getting a lot out of it compared to the, the foreign stout. And it's weird, because I know that we talked about you know the, the cigar kind of neutralizing the foreign. I'm actually preferring it neutralizing the foreign. Uh, I, I've moved on to the, the extra stout, which I love. And it's just not really dancing well with the cigar for me. Uh, but neither foreign, the, same with the two hundred. I think the foreign is the one to go. The the foreign. I think that bite, that bitter dark chocolate, goes really well with the the spice on the cigar. It's an interesting pairing because it's not like you know. Sometimes we'll get pairings that you know complement each other, or they'll you know bring out flavors in each in each other that might not be you know present singularly. Um, this one's not really doing that. It's it's kind of. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually not sure that I would I would pair, uh, pair Guinness with this cigar. Well, Guinness with a wasabi. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. Any kind of a dark, you know, kind of coffee off of this a little bit. I'm not getting coffee. Like I, a like a French roast type deal, maybe. Off the cigar, or off the off the off beer. The cigar. I'm going off the cigar, and really? it's 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 almost a. To me, it's lingering on the palate, and it's like a real bitter French. Possibly. Underneath that earth and mineral, there might be a little bit. Maybe, Which, I'm, maybe I'm a big fat liar. Maybe that is actually introduced by the beer. No, I think the dog might be right. I just took a, I haven't had a sip in a while. I just took a drag. I, I do get a little bit maybe of... Maybe you are a liar. The only person you can trust in this world is yourself. 
Doc, can I get you another beer? Sorry, I just wanted to throw some McKay in there. I can't even trust myself. Uh, there. no thanks. Much quit staring at mine then. <laughs> oh God. Classic McKay. Let's go to my notes. <laughs> Damn it! You should. I'm sorry. You should. Got a nice big wang drawn on the back here for you too. Okay. Uh, you know what? Mineral earth, a little bit of coffee introduced, spice on the nose, some breading. I mean, it, I gotta say, man, for a candela, this is kind of doing some stuff. Earth, mineral, and fire. Wasn't that a that was a, uh, a band back yeah. in the seventies? They played the Peach Pit after dark. Yeah. In terms of candelas, I'm probably it's probably ranked number two for me, and I can't quite because I really like the Oscar uh, barber pole. Oh, candela. that was something. That, but that was a barber pole. It was kind of a half candela. That was a yeah. So I can't really place the barber pole with a candela, but yeah, I, I'm digging this. Yeah, I am kind of digging the wasabi. All right, we'll yeah, it's back. definitely not your grandfather's was the candela. I mean, yeah. It's not. Did your guys' grandpa smoke candelas? No. My uncle Dave smoked candelas. The first cigar I ever smoked, a Grenadier, which I smoked a lot of. Uh, that was a that was a candela. Um, but shit, man. I was a teenager, and I lived my teens like Dylan McKay. Oh, and I will say the construction is by the seat of my acid wash pants. The construction is held up for a candela. To me, a lot of to, a lot of times, I have construction issues with candela. Yeah, they burn they burn uh, either really fast. I found. Or uh, kind of wonky. This construction yeah, is they, great. To me, they usually burn a little wonky, and I usually sometimes I start getting the wrappers peeling on them as well. Uh, I haven't had any construction issues with this. My late grandfather smoked unfiltered Pall Malls from probably age nine to about age sixty. He, I was gonna say he died at thirty-five. <laughs> so he had his second heart attack at sixty, but then he had that hung in for fifteen more years. Okay, all right. Grandpa Aim, God bless you, sir. Um, all right. Well, diehard Mets fan. Sounds like we're all, like how he has the update. Diehard Mets. Fans. <laughs> hey, no, baseball is in the air, man. It it's is. In my, it's in a, my veins. That time of year. Taking a trip out to the desert week it after next. Oh, nice. Are we going to get some more uh, reviews from the desert like last year? I don't see any reason why not. Uh, I would hit. like to. You're you're hit it. your 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 travel post on your your trip down to Arizona for. Rangers spring training. I like it. That means a lot baseball. Of people, a lot of people check that around, out. Man. We're gonna hit. Uh, we're gonna hit Surprise Stadium again, uh, where we will be seeing the Rangers take on the Cleveland Engines, and then uh, gonna take a trip to a new city. Gonna drive around the valley and uh, hit Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, okay. And visit Sloan Stadium, uh, the home of the Chicago <gasps> Cubs. Oh wow! Yeah. And those bastards have the nerve to charge regular season ticket prices for spring training oh, games. Fucking uh, assholes. I you, love you, Cubs. You getting a hot dog? Uh, you know, there are... Actually, we we usually don't partake of the ballpark food in Arizona, and, and I will admit that that is sinful, because part of going to a ballpark is ballpark food, but uh, as, uh, as will be stated in the review, the, the Valley of the Sun there, as they call it, all around the ballparks, because it is a huge tourist trap in March. Good food. A uh, lot of really nice restaurants around there. Okay. Uh, I might have to hook up with you after the show because I might put an order in for a Chicago shirt. Uh, well, you never know, Tut. Sometimes old Uncle Doc uh, might uh, come back with souvenirs for everybody. That's all you want, right? More shit to bring back in your suitcase. <laughs> and i got to bring my dad back with me. So. <laughs> in your suitcase? I won't have to put him in my suitcase. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he almost got arrested by accidentally having a pocket knife on him when we went to the stadium. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for escape bags. I think I wrote that in the article. I think you did too. We will look forward to your uh, your post doc. It did 
uh, gangbusters for us last year. It's always uh, it, it puts us in the we baseball's, know, baseball's in the air. A good doctor baseball post. We know the season is a change. And I cannot recommend Phoenix and its environs because even if it's 90 degrees, there is no humidity. It's wonderful. Uh, maybe someday we'll all go. Maybe they'll do a Phoenix barn smoker. Phoenix barn smoker. Uh, I cannot imagine smoking a cigar outside of Phoenix. <laughs> that would be ten times worse than Orlando. <laughs> Does tobacco even grow there? No. no. When I went into the lounge there, the Ambassador Fine Cigars, yeah. all, uh, hopefully they're still there. It was in Peoria. It was a nice lounge. But all the dudes were just sitting there in these chairs inside like... They're not going anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can just see JD. You know what? I got this idea in my brain box. <laughs> Cactus-infused cigars. That dude could probably pull it off. He probably could pull it off. They had a good humidor, though. They had a bunch of Drew Estate, and uh, that's why they had a bunch of those the Saka sticks, too. I got the uh, one that we had on the show. the Todos los días. Yes, sir. There you go. All right. Well, back at the house in the woods, the lame dudes are kind of trying to flirt with the even lamer chicks, and I felt lamer for watching these totally unrealistic interactions. Is it bad when you start to miss the horny kids from Zombievers? <laughs> the yeah yeah it, it was actually the Zombievers cast. I longed Trump for this. Zombievers. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at now. Zombievers. <laughs> at least those kids had spunk. Damn it. Uh, no, I'm with you, dude. Uh, what was uh, th- 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 nobody in here was doing anything for me. I, I liked the drunk chick just because there was some kind of approximation of a character. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. What was the um, what was the horror movie where they went into the horror film? Oh, uh, the Final Girl. Final Girl. Oh, Final Girl. I actually liked that cast. I was like, this yeah, is that cast was okay. For some reason, this was kind of reminding me of that. I project, hoped in this movie there was no Final Girl. <laughs> I wanted everyone to die. Uh, the girls get Lila to. Re- the girls get Lila to reveal that she had no friends at her old college. Because they're like, you have to be, this would be hard for you. You just showed up. You're strangers. you got to be missing your old friends. She's like, well, actually, I didn't have any old friends. I lived off campus. I took care of my mom, who thought there were monsters chasing her all the time. And she eventually died of cancer. It's a lot to divulge. Yeah, to dump on people, like, right just, away. Just like that. i got to tell you, if I'm hearing that on a first date, I'm going to go, you know what? I need to go to the restroom real quick. <laughs> well, Matt. Why are you taking your keys? <laughs> Matt. Matt, who was kind of feeling something for Lila, you know, he's like, well, you know what? There's still just so many chicks here. You know what? I'd still like to help you with your chores in the morning. But Meredith warns him, you know what? Lila, Lila's mother was crazy. That shit's hereditary. Be careful. Lila's standing right there. <laughs> Exeter Flexeter. Matt says he's going to give her a hand with the chores, but really he's hoping to get into the pants of the whores. <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought he was going to go drawers. Yeah, but he but he did better. Well, my second four and out. I might kid a little more blue. Did better. Uh, you need a beer, Doc? Uh, no thanks. Okay. Quit looking at mine then. <laughs> oh God, again. Made it work twice. Cody, you need a. I'm just gonna do it to everybody has a full beer. <laughs> Tell you need another beer. Yes. <laughs> no. Just to stop you Start from that. stockpiling beers. <laughs> that was one of his best like lines. My best friend, my best boot. What's next? Oh, that's a great one. When he shows up and he re- learns that Brandon uh, and Nato and O is dating Kelly. Puts his cowboy boots up on the table. S- sits down, grabs a beer, puts his cowboy boots up on the table. 
My best friend, my best girl. Shows up at this like formal thing and jeans for, and a for white. For Jim and Cindy. Yeah, th- jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so Lila obviously is offended that you know she Meredith be. just called her out for her mom being crazy. She sulks off to bed. Matt shrugs, grabs another piece of pizza. <laughs> I yeah. like Lila here because the drunk chick was like trying to. I'm just, I'm just saying. She's I'm like, just saying. No, you're mean. And, and walks. She off. actually did say that. No, what you know, like that was kind of rude. And I'm gonna go to bed. I like. Good for you, Lila. Uh, I'm team Lila. Kind of Lila's fault though, right? I got a lot of dark shit in my family well, closet. I don't like drop it out yeah, on total strangers in the middle drop. of a pizza party. It's called emotional intelligence, and she didn't have uh, any. That is a little bit much. The first time you're meeting people hey in guys, school. Hey, guys, I'm new here. Glad to be here. Uh, my mom's pizza crazy. She saw great. monsters. Oh, by the way, my Uncle Gene touched my balls when I was 12. <laughs> oh, and then, Meredith, you're going to call me out on that? <laughs> wow, he was really forthcoming. So was Uncle Gene. So was Uncle Gene. Oh! Uncle Gene's giving him the go! Well, this is taking place in the living room. The leprechaun is watching X. Where do you think you're going? Get back here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I noticed your hat didn't go up when I mentioned Uncle Gene touching my balls. It went down. (laughs) It went down. Uh, Well, this is. Join us next time as I, for our new home renovation project, I'm going to install a trap door back here so I can escape. (laughs) (laughs) All this is going on in the living room. I'm just picturing that. Kachunk. Where's Jax? He's out. (laughs) The leprechaun is watching ex lovers Katie. He's replaced by a cardboard (laughs) Where's that trap door go? (laughs) No, you're not going anywhere. All right, I'm sorry. uh, Katie is doing something. uh, well, they're doing all this in the living room, and, and Lila's going into the bedroom. The leprechaun is watching ex-lovers Katie and Andy making out in the kitchen. Uh, she spilled a beer when Andy scared her, and she's shoving her booty up in the air as she's mopping it up, and he's getting pretty horny. Uh, I like my... And, and Andy's getting horny, and the leprechaun's getting I like my <laughs> leprechaun's horny. Doctor, do you prefer your leprechaun's horny? I didn't know there were any leprechauns that weren't horny. At 25 years, an Aussie's stomach at the bottom of that well. I mean, this dude's got to be sprouting some serious wood. I think so. Uh, the next morning, Lila wakes up with blood on her face after seeing dead Aussie in her dream, but that doesn't seem to really phase her too much. Exeter, oh Flexeter, Fee-Fi-Fro, Flav. It ain't a clover in my pocket, it's a boner I have. <laughs> <laughs> she wipes the dream blood from her face like it's nothing. Wanders down to the basement, which is flooding. It's like knee-level flooding. And because her mom was crazy, she somehow knows how to stop leaky pipes. Well, you go over to the giant <laughs> there, Wait, main. there's a connection there? No, that's what she tried that's to do. What she, that's what she said. She yeah. says, uh, well, first we see the leprechaun approaching her in the water, Jaws style, like a POV thing. i got to admit I was drinking pretty heavily at this point in my viewing. But he doesn't make it to her because all of a sudden Rosie, the spearhead project manager, comes down to see what the hell's going on. And she tells her, you know what, my mom was crazy. I, was a pro- I, be- I quickly became a problem solver. She's got this big wrench, and she's like, no, come on, man. Yeah, but I'm also questioning, I was like, this is a farmhouse. Why does it have this industrial <laughs> water main, like, in the back? Like, Hey, Ozzy said, it's all in the basement. 
Apparently so. <laughs> All the tools. There's <laughs> also some questions here of the legality of why I have. We got to get the well water in the house. Why do you have like you're turning this large crank valve and you know, this is the this is the <laughs> construction science major in you talking. Who the fuck's was, drinking anything waiting out of that to well? See, like you know, guys with shovels feeding coal into a boiler, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, the girls go upstairs, and the leprechaun emerges from the water. He didn't. He wasn't able to get Lila, and he tells us, mm, "He loved the smell of gold in the morning." Meredith is hung over and puking outside in her pajamas, Cade style, <laughs> when a revolted Rosie finds her. Imagine that the party animals puking up her guts outside. Do you guys like her even more after that? A little bit. Oh, and, you know, there's a touch of realism there. Meredith wins Rosie over by saying, you know what? I care more about the plants than any asshole out there. Because when you plant a plant, not only does it thrive, but it helps all the creatures around it thrive as well. And Rosie's face lights up. And then Meredith says, and you can pretty much ferment any plant into alcohol. Meredith. I'm team <laughs> Meredith. I told you I like this chick. But Rosie does not... I don't know if I like her, but if I'm stuck on a deserted island, I want her there. Yeah, if she's able to give me some clover juice. Imagine what she could do with some coconuts. <laughs> see her coconuts. Well, it's a sci-fi movie. We don't get to see her coconuts. Uh, so, But Rosie's not buying it. She storms away in anger. Uh, nobody is taking this house renovation seriously like she is. Lila enters an old barn. Dead fish. Hey, guys, remember this scene? Lila enters an old barn. Hello? Hello? We're not even 30 minutes into this flick, and this is the third time Lila has done the... Hello? Hello? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Who wrote this crap? Yeah, it's like she's taking, you know, lessons from, like, silent movies. (laughs) Hello? Or this one. Hello. Now and Lila just crapped her pants. <laughs> Matt pops up out of nowhere, startling her, and it's just the distraction the leprechaun's looking for as he attempts to s- send a pitchfork soaring with his mind powers towards Lila. But it drops limply on the ground after a few feet, and he realizes, uh-oh, after 25 years I've lost me knack, but after some killings I'll get it back. He's not quite there yet with his powers to kill people by or his rhymes. He's but he's working. He's getting better. He's, he's getting yeah. He's, he's I'm still not ready. Out, I'm still not ready to give up on this little bugger. Uh, Lila and Matt do a few minutes of grunt work. Turns out he wants to be a filmmaker like Cassavetes or Rodriguez. That's why he's always filming everything for this awesome documentary about what we don't know or care about. Uh, <laughs> but when Lila, I like the fact I don't know who, who's Cassavetes. As a self-proclaimed and anointed hipster, you don't know who Cassavetes is? You don't know, you don't know mm-hmm. who Cassavetes is? Oh, man. Lost some of your hipster credit there. Uh, John, John Cassavetes was a... Uh, so many say a revolutionary filmmaker of the 60s and 70s. Um, you might know him as an actor from Rosemary's Baby. He was Mia Farrow's husband. Okay. But he, was, he also did uh, a, a lot of... Oh god! I, I like the fact that they added Rodriguez to this. I'm disappointed. Well, that, 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 that makes sense. I'm disappointed that Cassavetes was in there. If he was a revolutionary from the 60s and 70s, I would have liked to have seen it like a little bit more modernized. Uh, I want to be the next Brett Ratner. 
No, the, mean, the Robert Rodriguez thing makes kids, sense though. for a younger guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I was kind of like, uh, it goes back to one of those things to where... I'm going to give know, you a pass, though, Tut, because John Cassavetes is as reviled as he is. I'm not a fan. It's a pretty obscure reference for 21st century. But if you're Wouldn't a, you say? Uh, no, I mean... Not if you're a film student, I no, guess. If you, I mean, that, that, that makes... Uh, real quick, not to go off on the, but when uh, the Duplass brothers created the new genre of mumblecore and the kind of the capturing of people just talking, but it's not like Clerks where it's funny and 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 scripted. It's just it's Ouch, just shots fired. <laughs> it's just people talking. Yeah, and you're just capturing it, and maybe you there's either, something there. You either want to drop in on that or you don't. Uh, Cassavetti's kind of invented that. Okay. Um, but yeah, but he wants to be the next Casabes Rodriguez. Uh, we don't care. And there, and there a Wim Wim Wenders. Wim Wenders might be. If he get thrown in a Wim Wenders, I you know, I don't fault you for not knowing who Wim Wenders is. Uh, but when Lila sees Ozzy's dead ghost in the barn, she freaks out. You didn't see that dead. Aussie ghost, and all of a sudden Matt has to be. I got to go edit some stuff, and he gets the hell out of there as he should. He should. She's yeah. not cute enough to put up with crazy. Now, if it was, no, there's actually no chicks in this that are hot enough to put up with crazy. Well, if you're there's if no the, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. No, it, it depends. If you're stuck there and you can't leave, you'll put up with crazy. I'm not to an O when Tiffany Amber Thiessen revealed that her father molested her. And she was crying, all that. And David Silver, her boyfriend at the time, was staring at her pendulous Tiffany Amber Thiessen boobs. Like, there's a reason why he wasn't like, I got to get to the peach pit. I got DJ set. At, uh, <laughs> no, no. There was a. Th- none of these chicks have the stick around appeal of Tiffany Amber Thiessen. No, that's when you're like, she's crazy. There's a 50 50 chance. Here you're like, these bitches are crazy. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> If I was mad, I would have grabbed my little 80s... He, this camera was even, like, not of... A box of that leftover pizza and hit the road, man. Yeah, I would have grabbed a couple slices, too. Uh, down the driveway, the leprechauns... This is a cool little scene. Down at the end of the driveway, outside the view of all the kids, the leprechaun I tricks the mailman... No, tricks the mailman into looking inside oh, the mailbox, and he sucks his head in the mailbox, and when the mailman's... Flipping out with his mailbox stuck to his head. He falls on the ground. Leprechaun gets in the mail truck, runs his head over, sending his brain splattering everywhere. It's a good kill scene. It is a very it good is. kill scene. It's a scene. fun little kill scene. It's a very good kill the scene. The Leprechaun then slaps a fragile sticker on the crushed mailbox, encompassing the mail carrier's mushed-up skull, and giggles, Neither snow nor rain nor sleet nor heat nor to bloom of light can stop a Leprechaun from a kill. Come on, that didn't even rhyme. Come on, Leprechaun. No, come on, screenwriter. <laughs> you have one job. Make his limericks rhyme. That didn't even rhyme. Uh, I was confused at that because I was like, wait. That didn't I mean, rhyme. Is he supposed to, I was waiting for him to like... <laughs> he should have been like, nope, still not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Whether rain or snow or sleet, the mailman's brains are now ground meat. That would have been something. Did he just do French that was, on your that was pretty. No, that was pretty good. Okay. Just saying, we're, we're rhymed. 
Flexiter, Flexiter, fee-fi-fo-flob. The mailman's dead, now perhaps Meredith will give me a blowjob. That rhymes. That's better than what I said. <laughs> oh, jeez. But as he marches towards the sorority house to continue his, his slaughter, he does say, Killing is the key to me health, and that's the key to me finding my wealth. All right. At least that rhymed, I guess. Well, Lila is taking a well-deserved shower after her 30 minutes of hard manual labor. <laughs> and boy, is she enjoying it. Kate does not has like any, Lila. Has anybody ever looked like this in the shower? Um, Colton on this season of The Bachelor. No, even he's not making these faces. She is, it's like she's never taken a shower. And I'd like to jump in that trap door now. Colton does like a good shower. We know she's enjoying it because she's making all kinds of happy faces that no one ever makes while taking a shower. Except for Colton. Just as the leprechaun's about to pounce on her in the shower, the hot water goes out and she screams. Well, he he flushes the toilet. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. He did the old toilet trick. Did he take a dump in there? Probably. Did I miss that? That would have been funny if you saw like his little shoes and his little shorts down around his boots. <laughs> hanging out. Hanging. <laughs> that would have been... He pooped out a gold coin. That'd be funny. <laughs> Found me another one. Exeter for Exeter. Fee, five, four, fent. All this killing and I need a bowel movement. <laughs> that would have been funny. How for that? Exeter for uh, Exeter. Fee, five, four, thirds. So I'll be gone. There's clovers in me turds. <laughs> that would kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want... You're a leprechaun. You don't want clovers in your turds. Well, she screams out, which prompts Katie to stick her head in the door of the Blue bathroom. Blue moons, yellow hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and Lila is standing there naked behind the shower, terrified. And Katie decides to take a quick pic of her naked for... Snapchat. Po- Snapchat. And Snap- oddly, enough, and oddly enough, they did call this one by its name. Yeah, they did. They didn't yeah. say Funstagram. This was Snapchat. Uh, Would have been better if the leprechaun took that picture. Exeter Flexeter, fee fi fo flot. This will be going on snap twat. I was going to say snap, snap. I think I was going to say snap twat. (laughs) (laughs) They go go downstairs where now that the house has solar power, 30-year-old Matt... Dude, he's old. He's way older. (laughs) 30-year-old Matt is from the graduate school program. He's from the Dylan McKay graduate program. I was about to say, we just talked about Dylan being 30 He can do it. This guy can't. Matt is showing them some David Lean-inspired drone footage he shot earlier that day for his documentary. It was just a drone footage shot on Circular. The documentary, we still don't know what it's about, and we do not care. They see a little creature moving about on the drone footage, and assuming it's a rabbit and not a leprechaun, Rosie rushes outside to put up a fence, Mr. McGregor-style, to protect the vegetables. Oh my god, a rabbit's loose, i got to protect our vegetables! Suddenly, Irish folk music begins playing over the speakers in the house, and no one really thinks it's all that weird. No one likes freaking out at all. Yaks, at this point, would you? S- it's safe to say that every character in tonight's film, much like our last film, is a complete imbecile. Yes. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. We, you would figure that, you know... Nobody thought that was weird, this Irish music just blasting through the house. Uh, makes sense. Well, I would figure that, you know... Lila would be like, I just had this, you know, vision of a of crazy a leprechaun. leprechaun. Now I'm hearing Irish music. Huh. 
clues. Clues that could be put together. No, she says, I've got some sweet-ass Bluetooth speakers that don't randomly play Irish music. I'll go get them. <laughs> then again, she did wake up from a dream with blood on her face and just kind of went about her business, so... I mean, is this a new phenomenon with her? Because we don't know, like, I mean, if she'd, like, woken up again... The first one on the bus, I've been like, oh, no, not again. But it's, you just... If you start having crazy visions, you start seeing ghosts... Would you not begin to question things? Or I mean, your own sanity. Well, Maybe she's trying to impress her friends. But here's the thing: we never learned. Does, has she always had these visions? We don't. Does she have these we back at anything. home? We don't know anything. The screenwriter's terrible. Well, Lila goes upstairs to fetch her sweet Bluetooth speakers that don't randomly play Irish folk music. Should we fill in these plot holes? Yeah, it's for sci-fi. And she's immediately attacked by the leprechaun. She closes her eyes and says he's not real, but he bites her ankle to let her know he's very much real. Mmm, as he bites her ankle. Mmm, fruity and full-bodied, much like your mother. Uh-oh. That's like a zing we would do. Yeah. Tastes like your mom. <laughs> the leprechaun style. Uh, I was at least hoping her for her to turn around and be like, ooh. <laughs> like kicking. Ew. Yeah. He explains that they left a little part of him alive in the well 25 years ago, and that's all it takes when combined with the gold coin he found in Ozzy's bowels. He's 100% back to find his precious gold coins. He reaches for the gold coin dangling from Lilo's neck, and it burns his hand. Her mother, Jennifer Anson, told her it would protect her from the monster. Turns out her mom wasn't crazy. But, once again, that would be nice to know, like, what is the necklace? Well, we learn later. It's fool's gold. That's his poison. But just like that, when she grabs it and it protects her, in a split second, she knows it should be a big moment. My mom wasn't crazy all those years. Didn't want to quit on it. They didn't even address that. Took me ten years of therapy. She got it just like that. Did I say that out loud? Uh, What a heartwarming miracle. Well, that's what you get for seeing other doctors. Sorry, I... Wish this movie would have spent a little moment on that moment with Lila, but no, we don't get I'd that. I'd handle it in 30 minutes. <laughs> you just keep giving me random drugs. You seem okay with it at the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, then Lila kicks the leprechaun in the belly just as the lights in the house all go out. Damn Andy and his lack of knowledge of proper fuse replacement. They shouldn't have put him in charge of replacing the fuses. No, they should not have. With the power out, the leprechaun summons Matt and his ever-present night vision-equipped video camera to Lila's bedroom. He's using Lila's voice. Matt, come up here. And she's just standing there watching it. Slack-jawed. She doesn't say, like, Matt, that's not me. (laughs) Exactly. She just stands there. Uh, Is he putting on the night vision to see if he can catch a glimpse of Lila in her birthday suit? Uh, Oh, that would have been interesting. That would have been riding. something. Thanks, Sci-Fi Channel. Well, I'm also questioning the fact that you know they've just showed that all of these kids do have, in fact, cell phones, which anyone knows. The light goes out; they're going to all be putting <laughs> on the flashlights. No, remember, no cell phone service. They, they said that earlier. Yeah, yeah flashlight. But if you have a cell phone. You can hit the light on your cell phone oh, well, without cell phone. Uh, Is that true. even possible today in today's day and age, though? I mean, how remote can you get in the United States where you're not going to get service? Why would they build a sorority house not so, we, so yeah, far away from the yeah. Laramore campus that you can't get cell phone service? Exactly. Like, it's not like 2002. It's 2018. You're going to have service. What right. college girls right. are going to agree well, to live they, in a house they're, they're, that has no cell phone they're service? They're doing exactly. it because the house was free because Lila said, mm-hmm. ah, I can donate this for our sorority house. Well, uh, she doesn't stop him from using her voice. What she does is she grabs a book and knocks the leprechaun's head off. 
But he just picks it up and sticks it back on. You give good head, me dear. <laughs> you like that one, didn't yeah. you, Matt? That was good. He ends up running down the hall, the leprechaun, knocking Matt over. Matt thinks it's a wild animal. And Lila says, she knows she sounds crazy, but they have to get the fuck out of here. Outside, Katie and Andy are getting on at the fuse box instead of fixing the power situation. And as Meredith swigs from a bottle and watches them through the kitchen window, she's just sitting there watching them make out, the leprechaun appears next to her in the kitchen. Which, you know, I mean, that was actually one of the creepier things there is, you know, they're making out. And, and then Meredith. You look up and she's just on the window. Drunk like, Meredith is. <laughs> right. If I'm mad, I'm like. Right. Or Andy, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why are you watching? Get, get down here. I'll show you how to change a fuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, the leprechaun looks over at uh, Meredith in the kitchen and he says, There once was a lass in college who studied the spirits for knowledge. She laid hard with the devil to rise up a great level, but no one begrudged her mileage. Whatever that means. Not exactly sure what that means, but I do like the studying the spirits for knowledge part. Yeah. She spits out her booze all over the leprechaun. She knowledge. Obviously, she sees a leprechaun. She's like, (laughs) spits it out all over me. Thank, Thank you for the golden shower. I'm not sure about that one. You're a keeper, despite what the others say. What do they say what? about me? She's now engaging with him, despite the fact he's a leprechaun. I don't care how... We've been drunk as anything humanly possible. If a leprechaun showed up next to me, I'm not... Okay, you know would we're it talking not, would to it. Not, <laughs> you know we're talking to it. You think we're talking to it? We're fucking talking to it. Yes, but would it not make sense? Literally, you know that there's two people, literally, outside the window. Oh my God, come inside and see this shit. No, she does pause to take a selfie with the leprechaun. He even gives a little smile like... Dude, back in the day, man, Tut's right. That dude totally would have been our buddy. Come on over here, Lepi. You have well, a I, love the, I also love have some hesitation. Like, well, I love for the fact that uh, the leprechaun has never seen any of this technology before because he's been literally down a fucking well for 25 years, and yet he's so, hey, well, I know what the kids are doing nowadays. No, he's all into it. He's like, <laughs> hey, old Tom, get up. We're putting a little McGregor here in your chair. Oh, we got happy another. She had no reaction to like. There's a leprechaun next to me. Well, I mean, she does drink a lot, we've, so we've drank entire bottles of 151 mixed no. with Zima. <laughs> if a leprechaun showed up next to me before I started talking to it, I would at least be like, I think I would have a moment of just. It'd be a short moment. There would be there would be the, there would be the, there would be the squint. Short moment. <laughs> Tight. It would also have been nice if she'd been like, you know, I'd be a tiny look, bit perturbed. At least looked at her cup like, what the fuck have I been drinking? Well, she posts the selfie to Snapchat, and he's 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 a, he's actually amazed oh, by God, her. Ben, get over here, you little bastard. He's amazed. But here's the thing: sit in no, Doc's lap. There's no cell phone service, but she, they're posting shit to Funstagram and Snapchat. Don't think too deep. A Walkman and a phone all in one. How impressive, he says. What's a Walkman? She says. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. She counter... <laughs> He's been down there since 93, man. He's like, where are me Walkman? She does roll her eyes, though. What's a Walkman? Not like, who are you and why are you in the little green clothes and like look like a little <laughs> Why am I hallucinating on this, of this <laughs> green but demon? He just wants his gold, and if she helps him, he won't tear to shreds. They should have touched on that more like 25 years thing. Is your president still the pervert with a bent packer? <laughs> 
would be nice. Yes. Uh, Tut, you're done with the cigar? Uh, I'm hanging on to it, yeah. I, I yeah. Uh, got as far as I could. Yeah, about, did, my, I'm having a little trouble here at the nub. Had, I mean, some, had some burn issues towards the end. Yeah, actually it did. Uh, I had to relight a couple of times. It kind of would go out right there at that two-third mark coming down into the nub. It has, it, it, but I mean, you know, we're at the end here. Uh, price point. Tut. I will go... Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Doctor. Uh. Hmm. A unique box press. Uh, darkened Habano tip. I always try, and I know I've stuck on repeat. I always try to guess what it costs rather than what I would pay for it. Because I think ninety nine is probably a good guess. But I'm gonna go that due to the packaging and all that, I'm gonna guess twelve. Yeah, boy. Oh, no. Certainly lasted a while. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's probably gonna be right in that same thing. I, I'm gonna say it's gotta be. He said, Dan. He said, I'm gonna say eleven. Nine, 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 twelve, eleven. Seven dollars and ninety-five cents. Wow, Ooh, not bad. That not is good. Bad, that man. is good value. For not that. bad. Lucky number seven. I think we have found our new St. Patty's Day cigar. I agree. Seven ninety eight bucks. That, that's good value for that. That's real good value. For I that. agree. That, that's going to get a good price score. I agree, boys. Um, I thought it had some nice flavors. Earth, mineral, can even toast. Get, can even get decent cigars in there. Sure, in they're out there, but I mean, you, you got. That's, that's a find, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, that constant spice on the nose. Like I said, earth, mineral, toast, some uh, woodsiness. Um, yeah, it's definitely a cigar I could go to I'm, again. You know, not so interested to know like what it, what is actually in it. I mean, so yeah. we get, we did, we did get that mineral taste. So, yeah, but uh, I thought you guys would like that. So yeah, seven ninety five. Uh, four thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, extra stout, me please. The original extra stout. The original. But I think that I've been nursing them, so that's all I really had with it. I'm gonna I'll, when I get to my next one, I'll, I'll try something different. Okay. Um, we are, after all, professionals. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. My wife uh, actually watched her first Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast, <laughs> uh, the abducted in plain abducted sight. Abducted in plain sight. It's a good one to watch because she had watched the film. Yeah. Out of all the films we've done, it's the only one she'd actually seen. Uh, understandable. She thought it was odd that we do that episode. We gave the uh, cigar three thumbs up, and she thought it should have been six thumbs up because when you like something, you give it two thumbs up. So if there's three of us, it should have been six thumbs up. And I, uh, I don't agree with that. No, we're too lazy for that. Yeah, four thumbs up. We get four thumbs up on the cigar. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Uh, I'll save the beer till the end. I, I, I so far uh, the two uh, the anniversary was was way too mild uh, for the cigar. It just kind of I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I, I so far I have not had the extra stout, but the four next stout has worked worked way better with the cigar. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I really like the four next stout. It's definitely a it's definitely a bit more kick to it. It's be, uh, more bitter. It's more classic dark stout. I love I I love I'm not a big stout guy. I but I do I do love Guinness, but I do like that little bitterness. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's nice. 
That's nice. All right, well, boys, let me know what you want next. I'm here to serve. Give me the, the 200, please. 200. Cody is going for the 200. What is the story on the 200? The 200. While we've got your attention. Is a, <laughs> it is commemorative for 200th anniversary. Uh, inspired by a recipe by Benjamin Guinness, the son of Arthur Guinness, who originally founded the Guinness Brewing. Uh-huh. Uh, this, uh, the recipe itself, original recipe for the 200th, came from a recipe that was developed, like I said, from Benjamin Guinness in 1817. And it is the latest to be created by the Open Gate Brewery, the pilot brewery located at the St. James Gate uh, Brewery in Dublin. Uh, this is where they come up with everything now. Since they don't do the, prim- the majority of their brewing there at St. James Gate, obviously they're in much larger facilities. Everything there at St. James Gate is basically now to make an experiment with that's the the, the the wizards the, the wizards they're they're ex, they're that's bringing their us the factory. that's their chocolate, the chocolate factory. factory that's where they make the recipe and send it out to the world yes okay um, it is good uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think uh, you've drank more Guinness than it would be well, nice if they Tuck had a little probably. mascot like Paul Tuckett you know Pat <laughs> uh, it is good I almost can't really taste too much of a difference between it. It's not as creamy as uh, the standard Guinness you, you get on tap at the pub. Well, I'm not sure if but they is put that this be- on... But is that because... Does the tap... Guinness on tap, does it give you a creaminess that you just can't possibly replicate? I've had Guinness in the cans with the little... With uh, the widget. widget. Nothing gives you a Guinness like you get at a pub. Well, like I mean... Like O'Brien's Irish com- Pub in coming, downtown historic Temple, Texas. Coming from draft, you are getting... That beer actually being, you know, on on the nitrous gas, which that is the, where the, the actual real creaminess comes in. That's the, the nitrous gas is where you get the, the the downward cascade. Oh, the downward cascade! I love the downward cascade. It's a beautiful sight. To see. It's a beautiful sight to see. Was that Nine Inch Nails album? The downward cascade. Uh, the downward spiral. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe they should remake one. We should call that. We should rename our podcast the Downward Cascade. <laughs> that puts on a whole different Cade in all caps. Oh, Downward no. cascade. <laughs> uh, the downward it, ask. It, it reminds me of kind of a. Shall we recast Cade? <laughs> it reminds me of kind of a a, a smoother. With the leprechaun we'll be seeing by that point. <laughs> a smoother. <laughs> well, you know, will be Guinness on tap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which you know, I don't really. No, I, I kind of. I'm gonna go with foreign stout so far. Tut you. Porn Stout, the winner so far? I'll never go against my extra stout. Okay. Okay. Um, doctor, final thoughts? Uh, you, you obviously enjoyed the cigar. You said it was uh, for the for the time and the expense. It's a winner. Great price point. Um, uh, had a few burn issues that could have been my fault. Um, but uh, I like the fact that it, uh, it had that strong pepper flavor stayed there throughout. I didn't want to quit on it. I actually had to borrow... Tots Cutter there to kind of do a little cigar surgery on it because I was having a burn issue, but uh, yeah, I liked it definitely. Uh, Seven ninety five, man, I, I absolutely smoked the shit out of that. Well, these are hard to find. Uh, I, I tried; it was it was a little difficult for me to track down a box. I, I uh, they come boxes of ten, um, 
uh, it took me a, a little bit of hunting to, to. I knew I wanted to do this cigar. I had a good feeling that maybe this would be something different. Um, so uh, yeah, search them out. Find it. The wasabi. It's a winner. Yeah. Outside the house, Lila is trying to explain to Rosie and Matt that it's not a wild animal in the house, as they suspected, but a leprechaun. Rosie's just relieved it's not Peter Rabbit eating her carrots. But they're obviously not buying her story. Mental illness is a real thing, they console. But when Meredith runs out saying there's a little leprechaun in the kitchen looking for his money, Rosie concludes, you know what? It's probably just a little crackhead that got a hold of some wrong stuff. That was funny. Did you want to laugh at that? It's probably just a little crackhead who got a, wrong, a hold of the wrong stuff. He got some bad crack. It's a midget crackhead. That's that was funny. Right? I still don't want that dude running around my house. No, but I thought that was that was my first time I laughed in this movie. Oh, I'd laughed several times, not when I was supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the woods, after screwing Katie and dumping his used latex condom in the compost pile, knowing damn well that shit ain't biodegradable, Andy, the asshole, is encountered. Not after he jizzed in it. <laughs> Did I miss that? Yeah, he throws his condom in the compost pile, and Katie's like, that's not biodegradable. I missed that. Yeah. You were drinking heavily, yeah. too, weren't you? <laughs> that's what happens when we do this. Uh, yeah, actually, maybe the hat rises a little bit for the condom being... Mm. No. This is going to be the first St. Patty's Day where that hat stays the fucking same. Oh, I'm going to turn oh, no. things up a notch here. I'm, there's... there's. Uh, as he goes out to take a whiz, Andy's encountered by the leprechaun. And after taking a few smiling selfies with him, that's these kids' first instinct. Oh my god, a little demon leprechaun. What's up? See, we're not doing that. And we're the saying, get over here, you bastard. And the leprechaun poses for all of them. He's like, dude, check out some of this, man. Yeah. Oh, we're doing. Uh, after taking a few selfies, the leprechaun makes mincemeat of that douchebag Andy. A wounded uh, Andy runs towards the others who are still outside the house. The leprechaun then conjures the rooftop solar panels to fall down and split him in half. The panel literally comes down and splits his body, just peels in half and like that, a banana. Uh-oh. What's happening? That was actually the first classic kill for this that film. Was a good and I was kill. happy with it. The mailman wasn't good. No, no, it was all right. But this was nice. This was nice. I love the fact you I mean you see it, you and automatically you like, oh, you know what's going to happen, you know what's going to happen, and, and they sure make enough, you, and they make you wait for it too. It's not like a, and then boom, everybody freaks out like, oh my god, and then the dude just peels off that fucking solar panel. I like everything leading like, up to it, where the leprechaun's kicking his ass. It looks good. <laughs> oh, when he I know, and the, that's, uh, that's what I like. Kicks it. It looks really good. That was actually yes. really we good. Huh? So, We'd be pushing over oh, a trash man. can by O'Brien's dance, you little son of a bitch. This is what I wanted from the director of you The fuckers. Voice. I wanted great, oh, fuckers. great kills, great practical effects, and this shit. Not here for you good. fucking amusement. Yes. Yeah, this one I was like, <laughs> I was. This was a you know, and, I, and the, yes, it was a gruesome kill, but it was humorous. I was just, I, I was just like, ah. No, Missy's right. The whole stuff leading up to it, him jumping on that cage, doing the log roll thing with yeah. the little the little iris. Like pick him up and throw him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that. I think I stepped out for a, uh, 
Yeah, he ran out. There was a, oh, it was a big barrel. Yeah. Uh, and he First he grabs the guy and throws him, then he gets on the barrel and does his little dance number. Okay, all right. Which is what Tut and I would be doing to the real leprechaun. Well, it got it got the hat raised. So Damn it, must, you bastard. It must be good. Fuck, I'm going to kill the both of you. Actually, that's probably what he'd be doing yeah. to us. <laughs> Throwing us around. Damn Throwing us bastard. around. <laughs> well, the leprechaun then goes back inside the house <laughs> where he torments poor Rosie, the girl who... This is everything to her, redoing this house. She calls him a troll, and that's a big-time slur, apparently, Leprechaun. It's their N-word. They don't like to be called trolls. Uh, but as she scampers away from him, she spills out a bunch of shoes from her closet. As any Leprechaun expert will tell you, they have to stop. This is a thing. I was actually wondering about they this. They have to stop whenever there's shoes scattered around and clean the shoes and organize them for some reason. That's is that a really a movies. thing? Yeah. In these movies... If you want to stop a leprechaun tracks, throw out a bunch of shoes. He has to clean them and organize the shoes. I well, they actually do show that in the beginning uh, with uh, the the postman when he kills him. Yeah, he's over there and he gets stuff cleaning. and he's like, oh, and like you know, you see him like cleans wipe the shoes. Okay. Yeah, he has to stop. So she she's spared. And she also there's a there's a that's an lepre- impulsive little son of a bitch. The leprechaun also makes a little joke there about Crocs because there's a pair of Crocs and I didn't really appreciate that. I've, I, mean, <laughs> I, I did. I liked it. I've worn those. Yeah, we know. Why don't, why don't you tell us you have your unnatural love for Crocs? Hey, at least Mario Batali didn't touch little boys like Michael Jackson. He he didn't. Just remember when the leprechaun gets testy, one of us just throws a boot at him. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Outside, the gang know. is assuming... Nice to enjoy a boot. <laughs> I just put, do leprechauns, and Google automatically puts clean shoes. They do. They do. Outside, the gang is assuming that he ate Rosie, but Katie isn't buying it. He seems too refined to be a cannibal with that jaunty little hat he wears. That was funny. He can't possibly eat people. He's got that little cute little hat. Uh, despite Katie claiming they're all smart women who should be able to figure the shit out, they don't take Matt's suggestion. He's an idiot, too, but he suggested we just run like hell. No, no. <laughs> That's weird. We're not doing that. He's had his pussy. He's ready to go. He suggests they go back in the house to get Meredith's car keys. <sighs> A woman wrote this shit? A woman wrote this screenplay. Where a guy is the only sensible one. Let's just start running. He's tiny. Let's just run for help. No, no, no. we got to go back inside. That's when you think about it, Voorhees and Myers, they would always start walking and catch up with somebody, but they're really tall. They made out a long stride. You can't run this little son of a bitch. He's got tiny legs. legs. Can you? Well, not if you got on that barrel. Then you're in trouble. He's got T word. <laughs> he's got, got T word legs. Oh, I can say it. Trolls. Trolls. He's got troll legs. If he was here, I couldn't say it. It's, it's his word. Uh. Once they find the car keys inside, Meredith talks the dummy Lila into going into the basement for some reason. You're my sorority sister. Just trust me. We, you need to go in the basement. Well, this was Friend. the funniest thing in the movie to me. And she immediately bar- no. barricades her in there. Dude, the whole she goes, we're sisters and we're friends. <laughs> then she immediately closes the door and puts a chair under her. That was the funniest thing for me in the whole oh, movie. Oh, the one I've had one conversation with who made fun of my crazy mom? Get in there. <laughs> Barricades the door. She says, hey, you're the one the little guy wants. So there. Just give him his gold, Lila. She thinks Lila's the key to this whole thing. 
So at this point, <laughs> when Lila falls for the I'm sorority, your, I'm your sorority sister bullshit, are we all in agreement that you can't have a successful horror film with a brain-dead protagonist? Yeah. She's, she's, don't care. Don't care. Can't scare. Can't scare. Wasn't scared. Granted, Leprechaun's not scaring anybody. He's not Michael Myers. But still, you got to care. You gotta want to see these people live, and I want to see her head bit off the when she got the bus, when she was posting the funstagram. It was funny because it was like book. in most horror movies, you're correct, but in this one, all I wanted to do was see more Leprechaun. I wanted to see more Leprechaun, more kills. I wanted them all to get killed. I'm like, show yes. me more stuff. Yeah, but I think you were kind of supposed to like her. Yeah, I know. you're supposed to. You we did. Were, an hour ago, you did like her. Oh, I you, do you like, like her. Vouching for her. like oh, I, I really no, like this chick. No, she's, I am. She's but great. The only one you can like trust her. in this world, Tut, yourself. I wanted to see more kills. I wanted Soon to see her lie. Tut, that everything ends badly, otherwise it wouldn't end. Why, I wanted to why see couldn't her we live, see Dylan McKay with the leprechaun? What the fuck are you? Actually, you know what would have cracked this movie up? Titties? Uh, that was hell. Exeter Flexeter, fee five fo mus. Who amongst ye? Oh God. Is ready for Dreyfus. <laughs> Dreyfus oh, should have been the leprechaun. Oh, time of the morning to you boys. Happy St. Patty's Day. Richard Dreyfus. Come here. Richard Dreyfus as the right one here. Get your hands off me, Dreyfus. Oh, no, no means yes, Tuttle. Who wants to see the four-leaf clover in me drawers? Cover your eyes. It'll go away. No, it's not going anywhere. Don't look at the mustache. The eyes of March are in me drawers. Don't look at me in the eyes. Cody, it's all right. I've taken it off. Holy shit, is that disturbing? <laughs> Holy shit, is that disturbing? I'm so, I'm so. No, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm totally putting in an escape hatch. Come here, you. You know what this movie needs? This movie needs some penis. I've got one. Who wants to touch it? Oh god! Come on. For those of you not watching oh this God. on YouTube, uh, go where, Yaks. Where are we? Where are we in the show time wise? Uh, That's you, gonna raise the head a notch. <laughs> it certainly raised what I've got. <laughs> oh God! I was in Jaws. I was in Jaws. Like two hours. Good, good about oh two God. hours and click over on YouTube. Uh, we've been joined by. Oh God! It's so disturbing. <laughs> Exeter Flexer, <laughs> P-5-0 fans, who wants to see what's in Dreyfus' pants? <laughs> oh, no. oh. Alleged, Allegedly. Get us extra stout. Is, uh, got me feeling kind of stout. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Leprechaun Returns. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> oh, no one ever does see it coming, dude. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Huh. Oh, oh, I can't I, smoke a cigar in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've oh. never been at a loss for words in 90 episodes. Cody, what are you looking at? Look back I at see. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. At this point, I do care, and I am scared. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I suppose it's time to get back to the podcast. (laughs) Unless somebody wants to touch my ass. I've got rhymes. (laughs) Oh, the day is mine. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Get over here, Chuck. Come here. Come here. No. Michael Jackson is the least of your worries. No, I, I believe so that. I believe that. I don't that. know if I should put the hat up or down <laughs> at this point. Like It's uh, all going northward, yak boy. <laughs> I'm chugging another beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Alec Guinness related to these guys? No. <laughs> he, was in, he was in Star Wars. <laughs> he was in Star Wars. I should have been in that movie. I could have been a 3PO. Anthony Daniels. Fuck my cock. All right, all Alleg- right. Allegedly. Let's get back to this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, that's disturbing. <laughs> oh, well, it's St. Patty's Day <laughs> here at the good old Tuesday Night Cigar Club. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. Uh, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, God. I just, I just want to smoke a cigar and drink a beer. Um, now back to our regularly scheduled program. I think your hat actually went up a little bit on its, <laughs> it does look like on it. its own. Down. The hat liked it. <laughs> Down hat. The hat. Down. The hat liked Horny Dreyfus. Hey, what just happened, guys? I stepped out for a second. Something, something crazy going on there? You didn't miss much. Oh, I should have gotten a selfie. Remember when I said... Uh, well, that can be arranged. Remember when I said the uh, when the leprechaun appeared that I wouldn't act phased and I'd have a beer with it? Yeah. I lied. I would. I'd freak out just like do, that. You would do what you did there, pretty much. Yeah. I would just turtle up in my own shell and just, please don't hurt me, Dreyfus. You thought that wasn't real. You thought I made the whole thing up. I'm not lying. That little hatch is going in right behind me. <laughs> this panel. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, just take a second. You guys need a little more of that? No, 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 no. That was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, uh, Back to my notes. I was in Let It Ride. Don't, don't wake the sleeping tiger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, God, come on, man. God, God, come sorry. Alright, give me one sec. Don't drill water wells on a uh, leprechaun graves. <laughs> Dreyfus graves. I just chugged another Guinness. Nobody better fault me for that. I'm not gonna fault you. Much. Oh. All right, that had the desired effect. <laughs> I'm sure the screenwriter. The I'm sure the screenwriter thought that this was Lila wanting to be accepted, so she went down the basement after years of detachment. Blah blah blah. But it seemed like nonsensical horseshit, did it not? Pretty much, yeah. At this point in the movie, everything is. At this point in the podcast, <laughs> everything is. <laughs> Anybody need anything? No, I'm good. Yeah. All our voices are... Seriously, you guys seem like something happened. I mean, you seem like you've seen a ghost or something. No, no, no. Uh, ghost of Dreyfus. What? I was about to say, Kate's got the uh, uh, pretty in pink look on his face. He's an Academy Award winning actor. Mr. Holland's penis was something uh, Pretty and pink and two in the oh, sky. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, corner of no hope. <laughs> uh, sounds like a likely story. 
That was the corner of no hope. Jesus Christ, upside down on a popsicle stick. <laughs> oh, this Guinness is good. It's in my bloodstream. Come here, <laughs> come here, you. <laughs> oh. Oh, I got tickles for everyone. Allegedly. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Nothing. Nothing. Apparently, Yakboy's hat reacts to both horniness and fear. He doesn't show pain or pity or horniness or remorse. I'm kind of a liar, somebody. Oh my god. <laughs> Totally look frightened. What I miss? Uh, nothing. No, you didn't miss much. Uh, as the kids attempt to drive <laughs> off in their Prius. Oh, sorry, my voice is still shell shocked from what we. Again, if you're not watching this on YouTube, that won't make a bit of sense. <laughs> Jump over to you. It's it's literally a click. You just you just click over to YouTube and. Oh my God, that was terrifying. <laughs> As the kids attempt to drive off in their Prius, the leprechaun appears in the back seat. Mm, Some of them manage to leave. Best five dollars and ninety-eight cents I ever spent. <laughs> Why did they make that? <laughs> Why did they make such a thing? <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were fucking doing. Like, guess again, Guinness, please. Oh God, I want to do that. I'm so sorry. Some of them, uh, some of the kids managed to leave, but I think some of them got tossed out of the car when the leprechauns in the back seat. Who knows? I don't know. I had to step out for some wine at this point in the film. <laughs> By step out, I mean I just kept watching the film and drank more wine. Uh, didn't know where to go. <laughs> you can't escape this movie once it starts. I, I just, I just, I just drank more. Let's be honest. Uh, down the basement, Lila is met by Ozzy's ghost who gives her a treasure map leading to the leprechaun's lost gold, but then he vanishes, mm. and she's left to try to break out of the basement by herself. Out in the forest, Lila's sorority sisters and Matt are making their way out of the woods at three miles an hour in the Prius until the leprechaun shows up riding Matt's drone. It's soaring around. He's, I thought that was pretty cool. He's riding around on it. It's like the hobgoblin? <laughs> he is kind of like the hobgoblin. But they manage to ram the leprechaun with their Prius, and it impales his skull on a tree branch right through his head. Problem solved. Nope. They then swerve. They could have got out of there, but a woman's driving. So they swerve. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh! 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 Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah, was, that was, I'm, I'm the asshole. So. <laughs> It all started with that boot. It's a dirt road with no other traffic in sight. Uh, they see Ozzy's abandoned pickup truck, and they swerve at three miles an hour and crash into a tree. Tut, I know you love car crashes and scenes. Oh, God. You love them. No, I don't. It's the weakest plot movement tool ever devised, and it's the one all the screenwriters go to. Oh, I can't think of an imaginative way to get them into a situation. Let's put a car crash in there. He hates car crashes. I hate car crashes. When I saw him crash that thing, I'm like, dude, they they were out of there. The college is right down the road. They were like free, and then like when she 
just swerve nonsensically in that train, like, oh, Tut's going to lose his didn't shit. They, didn't they also in Zombievers, our second reference to the night, didn't they, like, couldn't get past a fallen tree branch or something? Yes. Yeah. Tut loves that. You know what I love? What do you love? Tobacco Special Cigars from Drew Estate. Oh, yeah. The same folks who brought you Sweet Jane, La Vieja Habana, and much, much more. Available in your choice of either Extra Dark Connecticut Broadleaf or Natural Connecticut Shade Wrappers. They envelope a Sumatra binder. I love Sumatra. And Nicaraguan Criollo uh, filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly infused. Super slowly. Like, really slowly. Infused with Nicaraguan estate-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full-bodied, depending on the wrapper. It's rich tobacco leaves commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness. A perfect early morning smoke? If you don't believe me, then try one for yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm a coffee drinker, man. I love me some tobacco. I'm I'm picturing Willie as the dude from True, uh, True Lies. Infuse it. Infuse it slowly. Slowly. Do it. Infuse it, infuse it, dosimo. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Um, have you had one yet? I have not. Yeah, you have. Yes, I. Have. They're great. They're great. Uh, after crashing their Prius, the leprechaun shows up, and Meredith is quick to remind him that she sacrificed Lila to him in exchange for her own safety. You did what? Bitch. Yeah, she's a bitch. She is. Uh, she ends up that makes up for me criticizing her driving skills if she was a good person then I'd feel like crap but a bitch crashed that car sold out her sorority sister yes she sold out her sorority sister you never do that yeah but she's pretty drunk yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah she infused all her clover and stuff with vodka we learned so she ends up running off into a field, and the leprechaun kills her with a water sprinkler to the mouth. Literally, it goes into the back of her in a, a blood sprinkler. It was sweet, man. You like the kill? I like it the was, kill. I like the kill. It was a little bit... She gets sprayed by all the irrigation, but then a, a, a sprinkler goes through her skull, and it just starts spreading blood well, out of her. she was like, you promised that you wouldn't lay a, or you wouldn't kill me. It's like, no, I promised I wouldn't lay a hand on you, and he starts magically... You know, pelting her with all these sprinkler heads, and then one just goes through her skull. Goes through her skull, and then the blood starts spurting out like the sprinkler. The ch- 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 and they had some cool kill scenes. It, it really did. It, it did. It really and was. they weren't the typical you and I watch sci-fi movies. At least we before we the last to, few years, yeah. we the CGI is terrible. These these are good practical kill scenes. Uh, so Matt, Katie, and Rosie all run off into the woods. Selling out your friends does not pay off. Meredith, you guys could learn a few thing or two from her. Hmm. I'm just saying that, that was not a dramatic pause. I was just taking a thing of my cigar. If a little leprechaun shows up, we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Y'all are totally sell me out to the leprechaun, aren't you? Would we have to? He's got your gold. <laughs> He's got your fucking gold. Well, the teens and 30-something Matt find his lost drone, <laughs> and he says he'll stay behind to make it work He's and get help. He's in graduate school. What is the drone you, going to do? You, you guys continue to run. I'll fix up my drone. It's what Werner Herzog would do. Really? Whatever That's the, it. I said Wim Wenders. It was Werner Herzog. Whatever the fuck that means. And can someone really get help with a drone? 
I don't if know. If you could fly it out to where people are, it's not going to tell you where you are and get help. I would be more like... It would have been more realistic. He's like, oh my god, my drone. Do you know what this thing costs? Well, the, kids, the kids from the package found help by following the drone. Yeah, but then that was them following the drone. <laughs> he's sending the drone out. He's not bringing it back to them. I think he's trying, to find, the drone I think he's trying to find the leprechaun so he can like recon it. It's not like if a drone shows up, it's going to be like Lassie or something. <laughs> oh my god, what is this drone trying to tell us? <laughs> you got to go with what Tut Matt said. fell down a well. I We've got to go get help. I thought it would be funny if we shot to a thing of Matt riding the drone like the leprechaun. Where <laughs> <laughs> he's like soaring like like on a biker scout thing. Now like, that would be funny. That would be funny if he was like riding it to get help. And like one of the Imperial troopers in the Endor forest, he just gets decapitated by a branch. <laughs> he just gets knocked out. So as Lila follows the treasure map to the gold and Matt flies his dumbass drone around nonsensically... <laughs> Uh, Katie and Meredith use Katie's stargazing app on her phone to find the North Star as navigational guidance. So their apps work, but the phone doesn't work? Now that's where it is. Your, if your, your apps, work, your apps your aren't going to work. Works. Your phone works. Now granted, who are you going to call and be like, a leprechaun's trying to kill us? <laughs> us in an hour from All now? All of a sudden, it's, it's the, the, it's the uh, sheriff from Goonies. Oh, really, Chunk? A uh, leprechaun's trying to kill you? This is the last time, like, when Michael Jackson showed up at your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson shows up in your bathroom. You better call 911. Why? He did nothing. Why are you so defensive of this dude? Corey Feldman said it, nothing happened. Because one, he didn't touch one boy, he'd touch none boys. Macaulay Culkin said nothing happened. Because he didn't touch the most famous teenagers at the time, he didn't touch the nobodies. Yeah, I'm just saying that there was a lot of settlements paid out to the people that were gold digging. He paid $23 million to one kid to shut up. Yeah. You going to give $23 to anybody to shut up if you didn't do it? I'm just saying. Saying what? I'm saying that they were gold digging. So the Stargazer app works, but the cell phones do not. Who wrote this goddamn script again? I'm sorry. I keep going back to the screener, but come on. If your apps work, your phone works. And then, just like that, Lila bumps into Katie and Rosie. Stargazing, oh. here I am! <laughs> oh, God. Cover your eyes. <laughs> Who wants to see Mr. Holland's porpoise? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've got some stargazing you can do. <laughs> oh, God. Those eyes are piercing. Don't look at Tut. Don't I'm look at I'm not. Who'd like a part in Jaws 3? My penis and thee. <laughs> oh, I've got limericks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Come here, Kate. Come oh, here. God. Sitting on Uncle Richard's lap. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to. Sorry, guys. What happened? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. Just like Michael Jackson, nothing happened. My glasses back on. Nope, we were just sitting here. Nothing happened. I, I didn't say anything. Did you guys? No. <laughs> no. Cool. If and much like Michael Jackson, me I will admit nothing. I I didn't see anything. Uh. Say, Mr. Holland's porpoise? <laughs> he did. What? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. We didn't see anything. Um, I saw Mr. Holland's porpoise. Well, Lila bumps into <laughs> Katie and Rosie. How's 
out of this vast forest did she pump, bump into them so easily? Oh yeah, it's a shitty screenplay. Of course she just ran out and bumped into them. Because it makes sense for the story. Ugh. Meanwhile, the leprechaun overtakes Matt's drone and lights camera decapitation. He commands it to chop off the dude's head. Tuck, can a drone chop off a guy's head? Not really. Uh, why was he even flying it around in circles anyway? It was going to do nothing. It also, more to the question, It's like it seemed like it was like the slowest kill. <laughs> like the guy could have died. Oh, it was definitely like the steamroller scene in Austin Powers. It was like, no! no! None of no! it mattered. I mean, it, we it don't was, care about Matt. None of it mattered. It would have been different if they just like... If it, just shot straight in and just... I was, I was about to say, it was a nice kill scene. Uh, the practical effects were spot on. It was good. But it, it should have been it should have been a little faster. I mean, it was... Unless they were going for that Austin Powers comedy, which they could have been. They I, mean, they, no, I don't no, think no. so, but that drone was With like... 20 minutes mm. on the film, you haven't established that comedy earlier. You can't do it now. No, they, they've oh, been trying God, to... Only 20 minutes later. They've been trying to establish the comedy throughout the entire movie. Correct. And failing. And failing. Well, that doesn't mean that they can't stop trying. The girls follow Ozzy's treasure map, and when they find the pot of gold, it's a little lackluster. It's not quite a full pot of gold. Rosie admits she found the gold months ago, and she used some of it to fund the sorority house renovations when she had every intention of paying it back. The GoFundMe page she started only resulted in a contribution from her guilty stepmother and one creep, doctor, who demanded what? who demanded nude pics in exchange for a donation, which she provided. Which I thought was a funny line. It she was, was like, and I did it. And I did it. So she sold the gold to a gold for cash place, which we've seen on every strip mall. And there's no way they can get it back that fast, obviously. He's You're not going to get it back at all. He's trying to kill them now. <laughs> You'll never get it back in a, six months. The, those places don't give you With that, shit back. Who accepts that as currency? Exactly. But, and also, who's, <laughs> where, where do you... Uh, that's like, what I was thinking. You show cash up with that, for gold places. That weird gold with the leprechaun that's head a, on that's it. That's what Robert Kraft paid that massage parlor with. Some dirty what the fuck Irish gold. I'm Aren't expecting you to the Patriots. Take this. Take these coins. Signed by Roger Goodell. Yeah. What was that, Yax? Well, just this. Hey, Bob, good to see you again. You're going to go to the cash for gold place, and you normally would like get some necklaces, jewelry. Here's just a big bag of gold. <laughs> hmm. Where did this come from? This is not suspect at all. I don't think the gold for cash people ask that question. Where did this come they, from? They pr- well, I'm getting the. <laughs> no, I mean, you go to a pawn shop with like a Rolex, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, okay. Where'd you get that at? I don't think they're. I don't think they're asking these questions. Some 17th century Irish I gold coins. To, I just wanted to see like a little cut scene where she's taking it, and the guy's like, oh, I, "I haven't seen any distance. This isn't suspect at all." <laughs> like Ponce these have been in the family. <laughs> uh, this 1800 gold. I, you know, I can give you twenty dollars for it. She goes back. Oh, oh, oh. I want to get that water pump going. Uh, I already gave you. Tw- I already got twenty dollars for my boobs. <laughs> So Lila says they must use the leprechaun's strengths against him to kill the little bastard, and she marches off to face him without any plan at all. And they call her on it, and she's like, yeah, you know what, you guys are right. So they eventually conclude, after some regrouping... Hold on one second, buddy, that was a perfect example, that right there. She's like, yeah, I just thought that looked like the right thing to do. That was one of those things where it was they thought the screenwriter thought, oh, this is funny, this is going to bring the screening room down. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, no, none of us can. I, no. 
So they, cute. So they eventually conclude that because the leprechaun was burned by Lila's necklace earlier, he must be allergic to fool's gold, something that Katie is more than familiar with after several semesters of receiving Andy's cheap-ass gifts. He's big on fool's gold. Pyrite. I, I don't even remember at this point if she said that or if that was my joke. No, she... That, well, she did talk about a cheap necklace he gave or something okay. like that. I don't know if I did that joke or if that was a It doesn't matter. <laughs> Rosie deducts that it's the iron in the fool's gold that is what the leprechaun's averse to, and they're off to the races. They're going to kill the leprechaun. Maybe. I like how all of a sudden they've deduced. It's the iron! Well, Rosie, Mystical beings ever have aversion to iron. Rosie's a scientist. Which has nothing to do with mystical beings. Lila goes it's back. It's the iron. That's what they're... How are you supposed to know that? <laughs> Lila goes back to the sorority house with the pot of gold coins. It's not coins. like you were playing D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get him started. Actually, uh, according to the monster manual... Uh, Lila goes back to the sorority house with the pot of gold coins and summons the leprechaun. Only when he starts counting the coins, he discovers they're filled... The bottom of the pot is filled with tampons. I guess it's your time of the month, Lila says, as suddenly Katie and Rosie start pummeling the leprechaun with pillows. That's their master plan, a pillow fight. Pillows filled with iron. Oh, were they? Yes. yes. Again, I, I I may have drank a little too much wine. On the, they filled the pillows with iron? Yes. yes. And then they had surrounded them with apparently kettlebells. They created a magic circle out of iron <laughs> to trap the demon. See, at this point much in the movie, like it's all about I, your level of sobriety like, when you're I, watching. Much like D&D. I, I pride myself on being the trusty narrator. I missed that part. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't remember ever missing a plot point like that. Well, apparently the other thing the leprechaun can't do is after they have surrounded him with a circle of iron, is jump. <laughs> <laughs> it has it has created an invisible barrier. It's like a D and D magic circle. It creates a cylinder up to twenty feet high. Okay. Well, then Lila <laughs> places her necklace around his head, which sends him disintegrating <laughs> back to hell. He starts talking in Lila's Jennifer Aniston's voice, which sounds nothing like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> he tells her, "You mean she didn't come back to this for a no, whole No, she, she chose not to be involved in this project. <laughs> the voice was provided by a wonderful woman by the name of it Heather pro- McDowell. No, it was, it was provided by uh, do who's Phoebe on Friends? Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> Lisa, Kudrow. she needed a paycheck. Lisa she Kudrow was... needed a paycheck. She, Joey did the voice of uh, Mark <laughs> Holton did the voice of. Uh, Dude, Joey did the voice on that. Matthew Perry did the voice of Lisa, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Matthew Perry was in an early episode of 90210. Yes, he was. His dad was an asshole, rich guy, and he almost committed suicide. Yeah. The character's name he played? Roger Azarian. That's correct. I have seen too many 90210. Brandon talked him out of killing himself. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to start working on my dimensions. So, Lisa Kudrow doing Jennifer Aniston's voice says, I can come back to life if only Lila will set the leprechaun free. But she doesn't. Instead, she shoves a hose in his mouth, fed by the girls down the basement with their herbal cocktail creations, and he explodes into a million pieces. Was that the clover juice? That was the clover, was the clover juice. juice. All right, I did get that part. That's real. That'll actually happen. You can't drink too much clover juice. Apparently not. Which, I'm like, considering the clover juice was, you know, probably, you know, 90% grain alcohol. They could have just lit his <laughs> ass on fire. Meredith was in charge of this <laughs> operation. 
Well, the leprechaun is all over the floor in chunky, bloody clumps, so Rosie starts sweeping the pieces together so they can burn all of it and get rid of him finally. Remember, if a piece, a single piece of the leprechaun survives, that's all it takes. He's well, like the T-1000. Like, <laughs> he is. A little piece, that's all it takes. But the pieces start to reform into several little leprechauns, and they begin attacking her. These little tiny leprechauns. Army now the style. bad CGI you know, Picture the T-1000 car now, chase, and instead of that... that, that one thing that was his metal arm, they reach out and it's a little buckled shoe. <laughs> Yaks called it. We've had some great effects up until now. The bad CGI takes over. The little pieces reform into several little leprechauns jumping around. They throw a hammer into her chest. It literally buries in her chest, but she's not faced. She pulls it out. I spent last summer in Costa Rica saving turtles from poachers. I can deal with you, little pixies. She's a tough broad, Rosie. Yeah, but I'm she sorry. She took a claw hammer. It's not that sharp. Through the boob. And then she grabs one of the little leprechauns and bites his head off. She's hardcore. <laughs> it was oh, my God. Nice. But despite her passion and her hardcoreness, uh, they quickly kill her ass. And when Lila and Katie hear her screams, they rush back in the house. Lila tells the leprechaun that he's... You're the one who's not phys- fiscally responsible... Because he lost track of his gold. What a horrible line. Who wrote this thing? So she flicks a gold coin into his hand. And as KD begins to electrocute the gold coins scattered around his feet. I'll make you energy efficient. One-liners are just... Atrocious. Yeah. As the leprechaun burns up in flames, they try to toss a chair at the window to escape out of the house. But it just bounces off. Damn you, eco-friendly environmental glass. Which is also, what, bulletproof? We should have laughed, but we didn't. Uh, So they retreat down the basement where they begin to crawl out a window. But when the leprechaun grabs Lila's ankle and begins once again to plead with her in Jennifer Aniston's mother, Lisa Kudrow's mother voice, she counters with, I've got a limerick for you. Eat a dick, ass baggins. She kicks herself free of the leprechaun. I didn't, I didn't get that. Ass Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. No, I got... He was a hobbit. But this is Leprechaun. It didn't rhyme with Ass Baggins. It was stupid. Uh, she kicks the Leprechaun. They sprint to safety as the house explodes into smithereens behind them. Let me just, uh, folks at home, let me collect myself before I get into our last final hurrah of this film. Uh... Yak Boy, you've finally moved on to the 200th anniversary style. I'm happy my second. I actually went back to the foreign style because I liked it more with the cigar. So the foreign and the 200, and what's the third? The extra. Just the extra style, which is, I guess, is regular Guinness. Yeah. So is there no Guinness stout? It's just extra extra stout stout. is Guinness. Well, there's a drought. I mean, there's there's like all forms of Guinness. Well, and but when I order a Guinness at the pub, am I getting the extra, extra stout? stout? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And the the stout in and of itself came about not because that was the the type of beer. The type of beer is actually a porter, but they begin using stout as sort of the adjective that was saying that it was a stronger ah, yeah. porter, stout porter. So they kind of flex their muscles and be like, 
This is a step. Well, and it's then, not your grandpa's porter. But this is before a million numbnuts in America came out with their stouts. Correct. They were like, this is a stout. Yeah. Well, porter was an English style called for the... I've never associated Guinness with a porter. When it is a porter. He raised his eyebrow, too. No, I was like, all right. It, well, it, it falls within those, you know, all stouts are porters, but not all... Porters or stouts. So. All stouts are porters, not all porters are stouts. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll chew on that one for a little while. What makes a porter a stout? Being classified that it is stronger. Porters tended to, to be kind of like. Stronger ABV? Yes. It was a strong, the stout was a stronger ABV. Stronger ABV made the stout a porter. No, no, no. No. Stronger ABV made the porter a stout. Porters that go into the stronger ABVs transformed into a stout. Right. But not every porter did that, so they weren't stouts. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. I'm an IPA guy. All this stuff is weird to me. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. Doctor, you've had uh, the 200th anniversary, the... The point, which one did you enjoy more? Cigar, Man, I, cigar side. Uh, well, it's I, 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 I firmly uh, am a big fan of the. Uh, I, I really like the the foreign extra stout. That seems to be the consensus. The two hundred one's not. There's nothing really remarkable about it to me. I don't. I, I don't, just think if you're Guinness and you're doing a two hundredth anniversary, like that's a huge. Boy, it just seems like kind of a. Meh. Yeah. There's nothing. It's not bad. I'd rather have a regular Guinness. Tut, you agree? I agree. Well, and this in, in the scientists back in whatever little English town. Well, they what they actually come up with something the, better than that. The two hundred was something better than that. The two hundred is actually, as we said, it, so much more mild. That is, in fact, it has a very low IBU. It's down in like the twenties, but it has a little bit higher alcohol content. It's, yeah. it's about six percent, which compared to the normal Guinness, which is only around like five. Four. Four, high fours, five. Yeah, I'll try yeah. one more. Than and, and the actual and the and the, the the normal Guinness actually has a higher IBU. It's closer to forty and fifty. You get the last one, though. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, big fan of the foreign extra style. I like the chocolate bitters. Um, I thought it really stood up against the wasabi. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna mention the extra the. Regular stout because apparently it's just Guinness. Everybody knows what that's like. <laughs> um, drink a lot of those over the years. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how you guys have had like three, and I've had. Well, that would be because you filled up the boot at least four times, and we got none of that. I had the boot plus eight of these bad boys. <laughs> Something apparently happened when I wasn't here, and kind of you guys all sort of. It was terrifying. I don't want to talk about right. it. Um, we had a visitor. <laughs> I was molested. It's fine. Were you? Yes. It's fine. There, there's a lot of talk on the. Uh, Someone broke my space. About issues. the MoMA, the 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 Japanese creation that drops into children's videos and fr- creepy looking thing frightens them to no end. It frightens me. I think we've topped it tonight. <laughs> yes. Those beady little eyes that I saw at night will be living with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Yak boy is a little different. It actually raised his horniness at. 
know what that means about you. Um, if you give me one of those O'Brien's Temple Tech sweatshirts, I might forget about it. That is a uh, mighty fine sweatshirt. Well, I, I, I can try. Real quick, uh, we have a paragraph to go on this film, but I want to take a moment to talk about our favorite pub, O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown historic Temple, Texas. This episode, for once, I think I think we're actually pretty good with our St. Patty's Day episodes, getting them out on time. If you hear this, uh, you have plenty of time to get down to uh, O'Brien's. What do you guys got going on this St. Patty's Day? As always, for every St. Patrick's Day... Green beer. Green beer. You love it. You love green beer. I love green beer. It's a tradition. Yes, come enjoy a delicious What's green beer. What's a pint of green beer cost? $4. $5. $5, okay. Because it's good green beer. Because it's good green what beer. What about food? Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Fish and, and chips. Fish and chips. Corn, beef, and cabbage. What else yeah, you got? Yeah. That's it. That is the four <laughs> trademark traditional... Can I order a sampler that night? No. With substitutions? You would always ask Never. Me. I've got a sampler platter right here. <laughs> and there are plenty of things you can substitute. Cover your eyes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, bangers and mash. <laughs> bangers for your ass. Oh, Dreyfus is back. Fake Dreyfus is back. Oh, there's oh, a man over here, right here. Tut, oh. looking, tut, tut, staring to the light. Don't it's look. like Bird Box. It's like Bird Box. I'm not going to look this at it. This was no 200-year-old Guinness. This was no Guinness accident. Oh, no, now you're looking. Oh. I was in another stakeout with I Rosie O'Donnell. I was in another stakeout with Rosie O'Donnell. You think you've got problems. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh god, it sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's so frightening, but it is. You guys, you guys have some bands playing. <laughs> yeah, got a lot of live music. Uh, we've so got, pol- yeah, we got six bands playing. Six bands. Six bands. Uh, <sighs> live music out, out on the street. They're closing right, out, closing down the street for you. Yes. Right, the city is closing down the street to uh, accommodate the St. Patty's Day. Uh, shenanigans. Yes. So, get your ass down to O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown Historic Temple, Texas. Come, no. come for oh, a delicious that? green oh, beer, okay. and if you don't want a green beer, of course we will have Guinness on Guinness tap for in days. copious amounts. We have Guinness. I only drink Guinness for an extra stout. You will not have any Guinness for an extra stout. You will drink regular Guinness, and you will like it. And if they don't have Guinness, they have other stuff. There Jameson. Too. Ah, Jameson. I like uh, Cody and I were talking. It was like, actually, what I would love to do is replace all the taps on this wall with just Guinness. Somebody orders up, hey, do you have like a Pilsner? Jameson. Yes. Here's Guinness. Oh, Jameson. <laughs> Can I get a martini? That's a shot Guinness. of Jameson. It's a martini. <laughs> Can I get a margarita? That's just a shot of Jameson. It was the famous margarita. The famous American Dad Christmas episode when Roger goes into the store, that hipster comes in, he's like, Do you have any seasonal beers? And he just reaches up and slaps the shit out of him. Yes. Uh, you got Pilsner? Guinness. Two okay. things that day. Uh get your ass to O'Brien's <laughs> Irish pub. We love it. It's our second home. And it should be your second home if you're anywhere near. Uh, fish and chips. If you're, oh, 
don't know why I said it like that. If you're <laughs> not in Joe, Texas, buy a cheap plane ticket, get your ass down here, and get a hotel room and party your ass off with us. Tell will you be there? And by partying your ass off, you mean sitting at a table and drinking copious amounts of Guinness. Partying your ass off. Who knows? Maybe a leprechaun will show up. Or maybe a <laughs> random celebrity of note. You never know. Cody will be there. I will be there. Will you sign autographs for any fans? Yes, I will. If a fan comes up and says, I love the TNCC podcast, we give him a free shot, Jameson. If they say that to me, I will. There you go. Get your ass to Temple, Texas. Limit one for 100 customers. <laughs> You'll know me. I'll be wearing the green O'Brien's t-shirt and the Irish flag shorts. Sweet shorts. It's going to be warm. I have no idea, but I'm going to be in them. <laughs> all right. He's going to be working his ass off all night, yeah, so he's going to be hot. I don't go out on St. Patty's Day, so <laughs> I, I'll be in there. I used to go to St. Uh, O'Brien's Irish Pub on St. Patty's Day. It used to be a thing, but I, nah, it's crazy, that. man. They do it upright. You going? <laughs> well, nothing like support from your friends. I saw the oh. Dropkick Murphys played in Austin the other day, and I was like, you didn't go. I was like, tough changed. No, I prefer, I've always preferred Flogging Molly over Dropkick. Oh. Okay. That disgusts me at all levels. I don't really? know what any of that means, so. No, it really Say does. the word and I'll be there. <laughs> Bangers and mash. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Crippin laughs> <Yeah>. at it. <laughs> oh, you can count on me, X. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night with terrors. I was in Piranha 3D. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, I joined in And you knocked your mic cord out again. Keep rolling. I'll, I'll, uh... God, this night is off. Who knew it had that much power? Tonight is off the rails. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Uh, I've dropped my mic cord twice tonight. Like all good front men, uh, you know, Axel Rose tend to drop his mic cord a few nights. First yeah, he would. McKay, now he's Axel he dropped Rose. everything. Yeah, guy, he would just walk out and yeah, just like, just leave. I'm out of here. You don't I, deserve me. Can no, I, you can't. Can no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you read that last paragraph and you wrap this show up <laughs> and then you finish. I'm treasuring this last. You finish it off. I've got one last paragraph. I'm treasuring it. Uh, okay. Like a fine wine. Boys, I love St. Patty's Day. Chateau Margot 82. I love St. Patty's Day. I do too, and I we always have fun here. Uh, at the two, I, I hope you guys at home are having fun with us too. Uh, this is what it's all about. One day I'm going to learn how to play the bagpipes so I can sit outside of O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown Temple, Texas and Bank just play pipes. it. That would actually be pretty awesome. They need bagpipe players. And actually, I probably wouldn't be on the street. I would like go through the secret hatch uh, to the roof of O'Brien's and just play it from the roof. And that would be twice as awesome. That would be awesome. Now my wife's going to hate me as I learn how to play the songs. And, and my your, neighbors. And your neighbors. <laughs> and us. And everyone close to you in any... Somewhat a capacity. Well, you could always cheat. No, no, because you, you can get the one where you just do the little thing. The little thing, but no. it's 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 all you know electric, like gear you driven, your, like you and your tuba. Nothing wrong with that, my friend. 
transferred everything. It was ninety three. I did what I had to do. Um. Okay. That was the McKay line. It was nineteen ninety three, Brenda. I did what I had to do. I did what I had to do. God, I miss that guy already. Well, let's finish this thing, boys. As we hear the leprechaun's demonic screams, the girls are suddenly covered in a dark green goo, which shot out from somewhere, I don't know. From the house fire, I guess? Ozzy waves goodbye. Speaking of house fire, as the house burns, he shows up in the smoke and he waves goodbye to Lila. But Katie doesn't see him. She's like, do you see him? And Katie doesn't see him. So she just assumes Lila's even batshit crazier than she thought she was. A car pulls up from Larrymore University. A very old, it's like a Chevy celebrity from like 1989 pulls up. Doctor, is Larrymore University a real university? Uh Yeah. We used to play them in football over at the pits. It is a really interesting. All right. A car pulls up and offers them a ride out of there. Why did it show up? I have no idea. Just to wrap it up. Maybe the drone did make it to get help. <laughs> we saw your drone and uh, thought we'd come. Turns out Ozzy's flip phone really could get some ride sharing apps. But Lila says to the guy in the car. We learn that sometimes a good green footprint is no footprint, and the girls begin to walk off heroically into the woods. Until Katie says, you know what, we might want to take that ride. I'm bleeding a lot out of my side. So they turn around and get back in the car and head off. Again, a line that was supposed to be funny that just dropped. Yeah. Yeah, It didn't really resonate. We then fade to black, and then fade up to see a rather crispy leprechaun with a Bismarck or bust cardboard sign hitchhiking alongside the road. A truck stops, and he hops in the back of the chicken truck, and just like that, he's off to his next adventure. That's crazier than if a leprechaun shows up while we're drinking, we party him. You're driving along the side of the road, and you see that fucker? Eh, what the hell? I'll yeah, stop. Yeah, Jump in the back. Jump in the back, man. No, dude, that's TNCC. I'm chicken just your tr- humble chicken truck driver. Jesus Christ, I'm 40 fucking years old. I'm driving a chicken truck. What bad moves could I make? Hey, look at that little guy. He's got a Bismarck or bus son. That's kind of cute. That's where, I'm back. Go- That's where I'm going. It's fate. You know, I'm going to help him out. Bismarck <laughs> is what, North Dakota? Yeah. Where is this supposed to take place? Hopefully North Dakota. Yeah, I'm guessing Lord Laramie... Is Laramore University in North Dakota? We were never able to pinpoint no, its exact uh, location. We just played their football South team. Dakota. No, uh, Lar- uh, well, Laramie is uh, Wyoming. Which is not anywhere close to North Dakota. Uh, well, we're Americans. We don't learn geography. Nobody's ever been in that part of the country. Idaho. I mean, come on. It just seemed like a weird Bismarck. Geography. What does that ever help yeah. anybody? <laughs> Why do you make that little sign? They teach that at Stephen F. Austin. I'm sure they did, but I was too drunk to make it. Seriously, though, you never do learn geography. If they're too drunk at Stephen F. Austin, we're way too drunk at Sam Houston State. We do everything better than you guys. So you keep saying. Hello, friends. Jim Nance. Welcome once again to the 1998 Final Four of the Drinking Olympics. As usual, we have two of our great competitors... 
Matt Cade of Sam Houston State University, and John Mency of the University of North Texas. These two, it's their don't third Final our, Four in a don't row. Don't forget our third injury. Jason Tuttle of Stephen F. Austin. This is These are the blue bloods of college drinking. Well, this is the Duke in North Carolina of college drinking. I, I, don't, I don't think Stephen Austin's accredited at that point. Uh, and the drinking Olympics would only have accredited schools. It's more like a junior college. I think they are a junior college. like my Jim Nance. Welcome, friends. I believe uh, the Final Four. I tend drink, to remember that like in uh, 1992, Playboy ranked Stephen F. Austin, but didn't mention Sam Houston. Ranked you as what? One of the biggest party schools in the nation. I'm sorry, I'm still liking my basketball analogy. You know when Leitner makes that shot and you hear Vern Lundquist, yeah, yes, you know it's a picture of Cade doing a shot. It's in Cade's hands. Yes, he made it. <laughs> Teammates are crying. I'm sorry, only one of us drank a boot of Guinness tonight. And that was only one the of other, us was allowed. That was well, the other Houston three boy. didn't have a choice. That, that was, was the Sam Houston, Houston, Houston boy. That was the Sam Houston boy. way. I'm just going to drink it and not give it to anyone else. I keep waiting for that. Uh, every month I get the uh, Sam Houston alumni magazine. I keep waiting for that thing. Hey, alumni Matt Kay drinks a boot of Guinness. <laughs> Where are they now, photos? Where are they now? Like, actually, that would fit Sam Houston. Class of 98's John Mincy is seen here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cover your eyes. <laughs> Don't look right into it. Why is it so creepy? Uh, guys, I could have gone Leprechaun in Space. I could have gone Leprechaun in the Hood. I could have gone Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Change that could have to should have, and maybe we'd be getting somewhere. Yes. There... <laughs> Doc, there is. Well, perhaps when we do that. our Leprechaun retrospective. I actually appreciated this movie. I know y'all shit all over it. I actually, I actually appreciated it. Why? Because it was a modernized version of Leprechaun and went back to practical effects. Yeah, the script was bad, but come on, it's a sci-fi movie. This was heads. Uh, this was head and shoulders above a lot of sci-fi movies. They actually went back and did spent some money on some practical effects. The things that I didn't like about it was really kind of some things that I kind of object to in a lot of modern cinematography to where, like, all the dark scenes were way too dark. You couldn't really tell what was going on with it. You couldn't see a lot of detail in the shots. So basically what Uh, you're saying is it's a badly made film. I'm not saying it was a badly made... Well, it was a nicely produced film, but it had bad elements. Kate and, and, I and you can either the, and you can either you can you can choose to just dwell in the bad elements or not. I'm just saying that we've done a shit ton of a lot of worse movies than this movie. Sci-fi movies do come with a, a certain buyer beware, uh, but you know, Kate and I have been kind of studying them for well a long time now, and over while, a decade. Yeah, and while. Uh, the quality of them here recently hasn't been what it was probably in the first decade of the 2000s. Uh, there are some real bad ones. Uh, there are some highly entertaining ones. Uh, in fact, some that people would, would put in that, oh, it's so bad, it's good category. No, there's some that, taking for what they are, they're just good. They're entertaining. They're really good. And uh, for me... Leeches? Uh, leeches, a lot of the shark movies... Uh, this one, for me... It, the first we, couple Lake Placid sequels We were, even talked about some that we wanted to write. We were going to have one called uh, 
uh, was it pigeons, white rain terror with pigeons shitting everywhere? Stare. I actually wrote 30 pages of white white rain. You got 30 pages? We were no, gonna have one. Pu- I wrote a, a, a I wrote a you treatment. You need to get that too, Simon. No, 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 no. I actually this is it is, like really large. I actually am a, I'm, I'm I'm mad that he mentioned it because this works into something that we might be doing later on. There is 30 pages of Pigeons to White Rain that I have written that will get worked into something we're doing. In all of these, indirectly. We, uh, I came up with one called Chickens, just genetically modified chickens. In all of them, I play a... Here, here's a stretch for you. In all of these, the main character is yours truly playing a hard-drinking community college doctor. What? Uh, I think we thought David Faustino would make a good lab assistant. From Married with Children. But I, I wrote a bunch for chickens, or finally, the uh, the doctor, the hard-drinking doctor character, I get these chickens locked into a barn, light up a smoke, and go, what's it going to be, original recipe or the colonel's extra crispy? And then toss my cigarette and incinerate the bastards. No, uh, we've a lot of thought on this topic. We actually have <laughs> talked a lot of, obviously, a lot about this. I wrote thirty pages. I spent my life on. I actually spent that. And I'm, why am I only just now hearing about it? Because it's gonna, it's gonna come into play later with something we. But we to me, that, to me, that's the. To me, that's the that's the esprit de corps of the sci-fi movies. I mean, esprit de corps. Yeah. Is that a thing? It is. I think you just made that up. No, I didn't. And uh, have you ever heard that? Esprit? I actually I mean, have heard of that. Esprit de corps. I mean, I know Hipster. you guys down in Sam Houston haven't heard of this stuff, but know, white white rain, pretty much. <laughs> that 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 pigeons too. White rain. We get the full throttle. I'm about to say this. Boy. That's what's so funny is that after it. years, this is the first time I'm hearing Picture about it. Picture the doc coming saying. out with a magnifying glass. They're about to take down one of the Confederate statues, but I see it's covered in pigeon shit, and I'm gonna look at it. This just doesn't look right. <laughs> And then on chickens, Cade came up with the idea of me having a Chris Farley-esque overweight assistant. And I'm just in the the, the old timer, the guy from the Friday movies on the bicycles, all when you hear cock-a-doodle-doo, you better run. And my overweight assistant goes, I just cock-a-doodle-doo-doo in my pants. That's how much I drink. I don't remember any of that conversation. Well, this is stuff that but needs to be written cr- down and submitted to sci-fi. I still don't credit for Pitch it. Pitch me with that smoke. Extra crispy, <laughs> slow motion cigarette. And, and that's the and that's the one thing that I was saying with sci-fi. I mean, at least they're trying. I mean, at least they're still getting the themes out there. At least they're still like keeping the spirit alive. I mean, maybe they don't hit a home, home run all the time. Maybe they don't hit a home run like. I mean, they used to try new ones out every week. Well, you yeah. know, and with everything else, there is always that. I'll just call it that need for the the creature feature, whatever it may be. Man, a, they're gonna have me till the day I die, man. I'm gonna check in. To me, this just reminds exactly. me. This and was, I appreciate the fact this that they was provided. this was Leprechaun dropped into Nightmare on Elm Street like four, five, six, and seven, where he was just about the jokes, about the there was no terror involved. It was just it was just. Bad, but it was bad jokes. And but, it was, right. but the, it was the, bad. It was bad leprechaun. That's kind of like you know one of the things that I was I was thinking about when I was watching this is that you know the whole I I, I really like I'm not a horror guy but I do appreciate the comedy horror. That's probably where I can 
fit my niche in. But as I'm watching this, I'm like, it's too much time spent on the jokes, and you kind of need to get a little bit of scare in there. A little bit. A little bit. Um, well, you know, uh, I'd say you guys go out and watch this for yourself and see what you think, but it's not easy to watch. Uh, it was pulled from Amazon. It was pulled from Vudu. It was pulled from all streaming services. We, we all had to watch it on Apple uh, iTunes. Which is the worst fucking way. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Apple, uh, the company itself, is doing some really weird stuff. It with is their the worst way to watch there. a fucking movie. I, it's not cool. Every other streaming service gives you like a 15-second jump back, jump forward. They don't give you that. So as far as a guy who has to like take notes and watch, this was a chore. Not only that, you don't really even stream it. You have to download the whole thing. Well, you got to download gotta, the whole goddamn just, thing. And then it, but I couldn't just... Jump back, like you have to. Yeah, and if you're prone to drinking while you watch these things, and occasionally stopping it to step out for a smoke. What do they call it? You have to uh, scroll or whatever, and you can never. If I wonder, like, what did what did that person say? I got to go back 20 minutes. It wouldn't let me just jump back and hear that one line. Yeah, which is we'll never do an iTunes only release again. This is terrible. Yeah, and, and and I actually endorse that of not doing iTunes stuff. You know, it's so funny as you know, Jobs made it an entire movement of sim- keep it simple, make it user friendly above all else. And iTunes they have watching the, wor- the movies not. They have it's the not. worst viewer of anything we've yeah. we've watched some sh- weird watched- fucking viewers. Yeah, we've wa- we've we've used some strange freaking services to watch these things legitimately and. They're the worst. Exp- they're the worst user experience that I've come across. Correct. Uh, it was terrible. So you know what? Don't watch it. Just listen to our show. Pretty much. Tuck, give us some links. Uh, go on to Twitter at TNCCCast. You can subscribe to our YouTube page. Please describe to our YouTube page because you're going to miss what happened here tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find us at Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Uh, join us on Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Hit us on Instagram, Tuesday, uh, TNCC underscore podcast. By the way, if you're going to uh, spend a little something, something, get you a, a mask of some sort, you can probably find it on Amazon. But go to our website. Doctor, did you find that on Amazon? Find what on Amazon? Anyway, go to our Good website, uh, click the Amazon link, and then do your shopping from there. Helps us pay the bills. Uh, if you're going to buy some cigars, go to famous. Go to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club uh, website. Hit the famous smoke shop banner. Type in your promo code TNCC20 for any order over a hundred dollars, and you get twenty twenty bucks back. That's almost like twenty percent back. That's what Yogi Bear used to always say. And uh, you know, buy your cigars from there. And I will say this: if a celebrity cutout mask did make its appearance on tonight's show, uh, it was purchased via Amazon.com. Exactly. I hope you went to the website. Why there's a market for such things? One can only imagine. You could do, you could, you could do that at home. If I don't you. care what you buy from Amazon. Just go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com, click on that link, and then buy it. Absolutely. Why do they sell such thing? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad they do. Uh, I don't know. We should probably just reshow this for our Halloween episode. <laughs> it's pretty, it's fucking, pretty scary. fucking scary. It's pretty fucking scary. Boys, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yes, sir. Best five dollars and ninety eight cents a doctor ever spent. Again, in ninety episodes, I've never been left speechless. Here we are. Doctor, would you like to lead us out tonight? Or would somebody else like to lead us out tonight? I don't know. Let's get a consensus from the table. I mean, should it just be us or... No. No. No? You, I think it should be somebody else. You made the bed. Go lie in that motherfucker. Well, well, well. It's the end of the show. I hope we've all had a good time. I certainly have. <laughs> oh, that's the good times. Oh, it's the laugh. Well, we've all had a good time. We've had some beers here from the corner of No Hope, and uh, may the wings of my nutsack never lose... I mean, may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Sayonara, <laughs> motherfuckers. Oh, God. Sayonara, ladies uh, and germs. <laughs> yikes. To learn more about the time I spiked my shamrock shake with so much bourbon that I woke up in a Target changing room wearing only a tiny pair of buckled boots and a green thong, well, please go look in the mirror and question why you'd want to learn more about that. Sometimes you people make me sick. And in the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit EspinosaCigars.com and Guinness.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, Please visit O'BrienStemple.com and download their free smartphone app where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.FritzBeerMusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. <laughs>